0: And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media. And I don't know where to start. First of all, Tucker Carlson fired, Don Lemon fired. On the very same day, Right around the same time, what's going on? We'll talk about that, of course, in a minute. Bill Jackson, NBA Hall of Fame basketball coach, he coached uh, Scotty and Mike, Kobe and Shaq. He says that the NBA is going way too woke and doesn't watch it anymore. And of course, you, get some, you got some woke warriors on ESPN and didn't like that too much. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also. There is a conflict happening right now in Sudan. Not anything new. If you guys are of a certain age, you remember the whole Darfur conflict that was in Sudan. There's another. There's another conflict, another part of the country, and it could be as a result of uh, issue between the U.S. and Russia for some reason. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Georgia schools are eliminating the need for SAT and ACT testing. Well, some of the schools, not all the schools. The big dogs still got to have the testing. UGA, Georgia Tech, they're still going to have testing. But some of the other schools are not going to require SAT testing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Disney is slewing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over a few that's been happening over the past year or so. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing thus far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. We got a whole lot going on tonight. There is a whole lot happening. Uh, We're going to get into everything, you know, and I got breaking news. I got new videos. Oh, I almost forgot about your man running for president, uh, running uh, in 2024, Another presidential campaign running for re-election, Joe Biden, at 80 years old. He's every bit of 80 years old. As a matter of fact, you can add another zero to the end of 80, and that's pretty much how old he is. Joe Biden was around during slavery. (laughs) Joe Biden was around before the white man came to North America. I'm talking about before Christopher Columbus, before Leif Erickson, before all of them came to North America. Joe Biden was around. Joe Biden was uh, chopping trees down in uh, Pennsylvania somewhere, making the very first home out of wood and metal. That was Joe Biden. He is old as father time itself, but he's still running for president again. We'll talk about that in just one moment. There's a video and everything that goes along with it. But before we get to it, y'all know how I do. Shout out to my sponsors, of course, PatriotPost.us. They are your best source of news and information. Uh, their link will be in the description box as always. Check them on out right now. Tell them ABL sent you. Go ahead and subscribe to them on their website. Also, go to my websites, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more just for you guys. Again, ablmerch.com. If you have been, hey, keep going again. If you... Haven't been, go right now. And if your friend hasn't been, tell a friend to tell a friend ablmerch.com. Also go to my regular website, Anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B L O G A N dot com. Go to the front page of the website for every video that I produce. I write a quick article to give you context and information and sources from left, right, independent, politically agnostic, all that good stuff. Right there on the website, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B L O G A N dot com. Also go to Anthonyblogan.com for slash contact. You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff is right there on the contact page. And of course, my um pretty much every show PSA, if you comment on one of my videos. And someone that looks like me replies to your comment talking about, hey, call me on this number, text me on this number, hit me on this email. Let's talk about foreign exchange, Forex, Bitcoin, all that good stuff. That's not me. Please, please, please. Anybody got time for you to be getting scammed? This is 2023. We don't have time for that. The economy is crazy. You want to buy a house? They're gonna charge you more if you have good credit. We have communism in full effect right now. Socialism at our shores, at at, at the at our front door. It's right here. Starting May first. What's that like? Next week, right? Starting next Monday. If you buy a brand new house, take out a brand new mortgage. Well, it don't gotta be a new. House. It could be. It could be one thousand year old house. If you take out a new mortgage starting. May 1st and you have a 680 credit score or higher, you will pay a higher fee for your mortgage. It could be between 40 and $100 or more per month, every month for the duration of your mortgage, however long it takes for you to pay it off. They're coming up with forty year mortgages right now. Ridiculous stuff. But anyway, I digress, <laughs> but I'm gonna get to that a little bit later. I'm getting ahead of myself. The point is, Anybody got time to get scammed. Money is kind of scarce right now. So please, please, please. If you're ever wondering if I'm contacting you, talking about contact you, like if if you think it's me telling you to contact me, it's not me. If you ever want to contact me, there's emails, there's social media, there's ways to get my attention. You could be right here in a live stream. You can ask me a question. You could super chat. You could call me on the show when I'm doing the show twice a week. Do not contact me on some sketchy WhatsApp or something like that because you're going to get scammed and it's not going to be my fault. And if you blame the white man, it won't matter because the white man will not come to your rescue. So please, please, please be careful and tell your loved ones to be careful as well, not just on my channel, but other channels as well. It's channels that have like 10,000 subs with bots that are impersonating them trying to get people that are not really realizing what's going on caught up in the web. So that's my PSA for you guys. Y'all know how I do every single stream. Now, we got a whole lot going on. We got a whole lot happening. You know what? Matter of fact, you know where I want to start? I want to start with the whole thing about the mortgages. I almost forgot about that one. Um, I don't think I covered that last time. Now, this this is a pretty serious issue because what's happening right now is straight up communism. Yeah, I didn't cover that last time. It's straight up communism. So check it out. Here's what's going on for you guys. Um, here's here's what's going on. If you have a 680 credit score or higher and you're in the process of, you know, home buying, you're, you're shopping around, you got a realtor, you're trying to find a place, and you land on the spot and it's time for your mortgage, there's going to be a higher fee. I think the fee is the PMI, that's the mortgage insurance. So if you put less than 20% down, You pay this fee. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Either way it goes, you're going to pay a higher fee for your mortgage. If you have an FHA loan, which is about 3.5% down on a mortgage of $400,000, that's right around $15,000 in cash. And this this is a little bit of financial, um, I guess you would say financial knowledge, financial advice. I'm no financial advisor. If you want real financial advice, please contact, um, (laughs) please contact somebody that knows what they're doing for real. I'm just a guy on the internet talking, but I know from my own situation, kind of what it was. My mortgage is like almost 400, not quite, but right around that. I had to pay $15,000 in cash down on an FHA. You know, I could have maybe put 20% down, but I don't really see the purpose, but that's a different story. Anyway, FHA, you put in 3.5% down. That's 15,000 in cash on 400 grand, right around that. So you got to have this amount of money in cash. And then when it comes time for your mortgage, you're going to pay a higher fee on top of that, like a a brand new fee on top of that for having good credit. So if this is ABL right now in 2023, and I'm buying this same house, first of all, it would have cost a lot more Houses now are $100,000 more expensive on average than they were three years ago when I bought my house, $100,000 more. So if my house costs $400,000 in 2020, it's going to cost $500,000 right now. So it's more expensive, and the rates have gone up. My mortgage rate is 2.75%. Now we're hovering around 7% good luck getting the rate about 6.3, 6.7% for your mortgage. So if you are paying two grand a month in your mortgage on the FHA 3.5, 400,000 mortgage, if you're paying two grand for your mortgage, now you're going to be paying $3,000 a month from the rate increase. And then on top of that, you're going to pay more. So all your expenses are, for, are going up for your house. Interest rates going up, the price of the homes going up, and they're going to put another fee on top of all of that because you have good credit. And the fee is to subsidize those who don't have good credit, those who have a credit score below 680. You're considered to have a good credit score if it's 680 or higher. Now, when I was in the home buying phase, I was told that if you got a 740, 750, something like that, close to 800. 680 or higher you have a good credit score and they're going to charge you this higher fee and they say the purpose is to subsidize those who don't really have good credit scores to get them into home ownership. Now, we all know what that is. First of all, uh first of all, that right there is called communism, socialism. When you take money from those who have it to give it to those who don't, give it to those who don't automatically. It's just Wealth redistribution, it's just really unfortunate. Really unfortunate, that's what's going on. And um, some may say, well, this is a good thing because, you know, some of these people, is half have bad credit. It doesn't mean they can't really pay. For the most part, if you have bad credit, you're not going to be able to maintain the home, for the most part. Not all, not all, not all the time, but for the most part, it is what it is. It's just like if you don't have a lot of income, if you don't have a lot of income, I don't think buying a home is for you. If you don't have, again, for a home of four hundred thousand dollars, which is probably going to be the best deal you get, I mean, outside of living in a, a mobile home or uh, a roach motel, if your home is four hundred thousand dollars and you put three point five percent down, you got to have at fifteen grand in cash. If you don't have that in cash. You can't take out a loan. It can't be something like that. You got to have it in cash, liquid in your pocket, no loan. I think it's a federal crime to take out a loan to get the money for a down payment. I'm not really sure. But anyway, you got to have that in cash. If that's going to hurt you, don't even do it. Just rent. That's going to be the better solution for you. But some people don't have a lot of money. Their credit is bad. And they're going to get into home ownership anyway. They keep getting told these fairy tales by Real estate professionals, realtors, talking about you know what this would be a great way for you to generate generational wealth, and this is a good asset. It's gonna appreciate in value. Meanwhile, they're telling you a shoebox in some random podunk neighborhood, crackhead neighborhood that won't get no better. No kind of investments coming to the city. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm going way off track. The whole point is. They want to put people in homes that really shouldn't have them. And what's going to happen is 2008 all over again, the subprime mortgage crisis. It was the same thing going on back then. People were put into homes that couldn't afford it. The the credit score is imperfect, but it's the best we have. It's the best measure upon which banks can tell if you can afford a thing or not. Can you pay these bills or not? If your credit score is 600, you are working check to check. You don't have that much money and you try to get into a house. You're going to end up losing your shirt in the house. And the same thing happened. Like I said, 2008, that was the whole thing. A lot of guys were riding high on the all the money because they had so many people coming in, buying up homes. It was a free for all until all, you know, <laughs> the, the, the crisis hit and all of a sudden those adjustable rate mortgages and whatnot became unaffordable. Same thing here. You get into a house, realize how much it costs. You become house poor. All of a sudden you behind on your mortgage and you go belly up. You losing your house, you going bankrupt. And then here's my question. Here, here's my question. I have, um, when all these houses, um, are in, going into foreclosure and whatnot, who will buy them? Is it going to be a person like a, like a regular guy? Like on HGTV, when they go and buy houses in foreclosure and fix them up and flip them, is it going to be those kind of guys or is it going to be BlackRock? Is it going to be these corporations that will scoop all these foreclosures up and then only offer them for rentals? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what they're going to do. And the rents are going to be sky high. It's going to be a mess. At the end of the day, this is a terrible move and it's going to be, Hitting your doorstep on May 1st. So next Monday, it'll be here. It will be here this coming Monday. Today is the 26th of April. So yeah, this coming Monday, that rule will be there. So if you're in the market for a home uh or to, to buy a home, that will affect you for sure. Now, here's the thing to be clear, if you already have a mortgage, this will not affect you. They can't go in and um retroactively change your mortgage. Only thing that could happen with your mortgage is if your local taxes go up, you know, your your, per, your, your, um, your personal property tax, whatever it is. But beyond that, they cannot affect your existing mortgage. But if you're taking out a new mortgage, it will affect you, all because they want to get more people into the mortgage game, which again will not be the it will not be to their benefit. It'll actually hurt them. It'll be to their detriment for sure. Uh mobile homes, yeah man. Mobile homes are gonna be mobile homes are going to be something that people want. They're gonna want those. Uh rather than living in uh Roach Motel apartments and whatnot, a mobile home, it may not be the safest me you're talking about a storm or something like that going on, but hey, it's better than living in um these these crazy, ridiculous apartments sometimes, you know? So it is what it is. Oh, that that's something else right there. Thank you, uh Sometimes Friendly. Sometimes Friendly says if you refinance you will probably get hit with the new rates. That's right. So let, let's say you own a home. Now you have a mortgage and you refinance. Now, I'm not really sure why you're refinanced right now. Maybe you're trying to do like a, some kind of equity deal, trying to get money out of the house, trying to do a reverse mortgage or something like that. I'm not really sure why you're refinance right now with the rates being what they are. Like for me, like I said, my rate is 2.75%. It would not make sense for me to refinance right now. Either I'm going to sell or I'm going to stay refi. But somebody might want to refi for whatever the reason may be. If you do that, you will be affected by this. If you have a 680 credit score or higher. Now, here's my next thing. This may incentivize people to not have a high credit score. Hey, man, you know what? I've been looking at that boat right there. I've been looking at this new car. I'm a, I know I want to I want to scat pack a Hellcat or whatever. How about I just, you know, put it on my card? You know, Mr. Payment or two ain't no big deal. Intention make my credit score go down. Reckless spending, uh, not paying bills on time. People are going to do things like that. Ultimately, it's not going to be a good outcome from this rule. But what do you guys think? I was reading some of the comments on the video that I did about this. People were like, well, this is all part of the plan. They they want to um, redistribute wealth. Like, what is the the goal here of the federal rallies? Again, this is going to be a federal rule that will take place on May 1st, 2023. Monday is going to be here. All right. Someone of Liberty says the bankers are the CIA. Hey, I don't see the difference. <laughs> I, I don't see the difference. All right. Duke Raus is going to pitch my tent. Hey, man, pitch that tent straight up on uh, the steps of the Capitol wherever you live. But like, hey man, I can't afford that new that that fee, man. I I can't pay that hundred dollars a month. It's crazy. Like they are literally punishing you for being responsible for having good credit, and you know you get taught. Well, at least I was taught from a young age to be responsible, and you still have to be responsible. That's still a good thing to do. Like, it's always going to be a good thing to be responsible financially, but you are being punished for doing the right thing. Isn't that crazy? It's a whole big thing. Um, Let me see. Green Springs one says ABL. I just got to notice that Virginia passed a law that car insurance has to add coverage for uninsured motorists. And my monthly premiums are going up. See, that's crazy. That's totally crazy. So basically, you got the illegal aliens running around here with no licenses, no insurance and nothing. And they're making you pay more for that. See, that's that's kind of what's going on right now. Right. So I wonder if they're going to make that be the same way you're talking about health insurance. OK, you might they pay higher premiums to account for those who do not have health insurance? Isn't that kind of what we do already with Medicare and Medicaid? Anyway, I digress. But yeah, I'm not surprised because what happens if you hit a if you hit a car full of illegal aliens, what's, what's going to happen? They're going to get out and scatter. And if somebody gets severely injured and they can't run away, who's paying the bill? You because they're making you pay for that with a higher fee. It's crazy. It's like, look, man, if you're coming over here illegally and you're driving your car, drinking Coronas all day, and you get shot through the windshield, that's your fault, not my fault. Why should I pay for that? But that's what happens in the communist society. That's where we're going. All these people, all these blue hair blue hair radicals, they're getting into government, making policy, and they are slowly enacting things like this. This is why I tell you that your local government is very important because these things happen locally first, and then they go to the federales. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. All right? So, yeah, it's, it's a whole bit mess. I'm reading some of the comments right here, then I keep on rocking. <laughs> what's, what's on Um uh, Bamacola1 says, leave no banker behind. A- exactly. Leave no banker behind. It's a whole big mess. Mobile homes are going for $100,000 plus in Texas, says T-Mills. I mean, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, man. You know, I've seen some nice mobile homes. That's going to be the way of the future at a certain point. If um, houses like regular, traditional single family houses become so unaffordable, mobile homes are going to be the next big thing. I see it. You know, the apartment complexes. I mean, that's always going to be there as well. And a lot of these new apartments, they built so cheaply. It's like almost like China construction. They built those houses. They built these apartments so quick and cheap. Like, remember... If you guys live in Atlanta or you were watching the news and you remember the whole thing this winter about the Pipe-Mageddon, remember that? So if you guys are not familiar, in Atlanta, and the surrounding metro area of Atlanta, it got really, really cold over a period of like a week. And what happened was a lot of apartments had their pipes burst. Now, I think a lot of these apartments were pretty, pretty new. Um, there was one, I think it was called Icon Midtown, a luxury, so-called luxury high-rise. Um, it was a mess. You're paying three, four grand a month for rent in an apartment and the pipes were bursting, the elevators were destroyed. In the high-rise, there was only one elevator working. So imagine you in the wheelchair or you're not able, you're elderly and you're trying to get from the top down to the bottom. A, a nightmare, a total nightmare. Why? Because a lot of these new uh, buildings are built so cheap and so quickly; they didn't even insulate the pipes. Just kind of left them out there. Oh, it's it's Atlanta. Ain't no big deal. Won't get cold. What? A lot of their older homes did not have the pipes burst, but a lot of these apartments did because they are newer and built very cheaply. So a lot of the houses are the same way. You get in a brand new house, paying five hundred thousand dollars, and then the first time winter hits, your your whole house just falls apart. You got plumbing issues right away. It's a mess. Even where I live, I live in a subdivision, and these houses are new. A lot of my neighbors having catastrophic problems. Now, thank God, knock on wood, that my house is good money. But a lot of my neighbors, man, they had to dig up my one of my neighbor's backyard because of a plumbing issue. It's crazy. Like, the you're not getting really good construction. You're getting higher prices, and you're getting these communistic-type fees on top of that so you could get a bunch of people that can afford the house to move into the house. All they're gonna do is destroy a house that's halfway uh, built anyway. It's a mess, but I digress. I'm getting triggered. <laughs> back to the case, uh, yeah, man. Back, back to the case we go, man. G- you know, get, get you a, um, a sticks and stones. Figure out a way to create shelter that way. Uh, because the houses, if you can, if you can get into a house, if you can go past the very high barrier to entry, you're talking about the cost of that house. Then you got to be able to live in there. And that have the collect and have the house collapsing your forehead when it rains real hard one time. Anyway, oh the, the squatters! Oh, don't get me started on the squatters. That's a whole big thing right there. Yeah, try being a um, try try being a guy that does Airbnb. Man, I I feel for you guys, Airbnb landlords, all of that. The squatters were really big during the Scandemic as well because it did the eviction moratorium. That was that was so terrible. The the Scandemic. That's got to be probably the worst thing to happen to this country. I'm talking about ever, not ever. There's been quite a few bad things that have happened to in in America. You know, there's been a, yeah, wars and slavery and all that good stuff. And nine 11. Okay. But the scam is right up there at it because it was, is like long lasting damage. People were ruined. Like their whole lives were ruined. And it was strictly government policy. It was self-inflicted. You see, some things, talking about um, war and all that kind of, this was totally self-inflicted. We did not need to do this. Now, of course, we're going to put some of the blame on China for releasing the, the dragon. But was it a dragon or was it a bearded dragon? Was it a dragon or was it a yard lizard or a garter snake? What was it really? Was it some kind of deadly super virus or was it an enhanced common cold that people freaked out over? If you were not a thousand pounds or a thousand years old, you were pretty much good. Pretty much. I mean, not everybody was good, but the same thing can be said for the flu. You know what? I argue this. I argue. Here's my argument for you guys and hear me out. Remember, they said that the flu took a, a year off or something dumb like that because they have consistent statistics for flu deaths in the country, right? 15,000, 20,000, or whatever the number was. I don't know what the number is. The number was, I bought the same for years and years. Then it went to zero, come C 19 time. It's like, man, for real? Seriously? Is that what we're going to roll with? I think people that died, died from the flu. And then those, uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me just rephrase. I think those that died from C-19 were morbidly or obese had diabetes, heart disease, something like that already, or they were elderly in a nursing home. I think that's who died from the bug. And then others died from the regular flu. Like they always die every single year, but there was a highlight on it because of all the news surrounding C-19 and the fear, and the paranoia, and the lockdowns, and things of that nature. I think that's what happened. And as y'all see Fauci talking about, I I didn't shut anything down. I didn't shut one school down. Are you didn't for real? Hold on. Let me me play that right quick if I can find it. And if you like what you're hearing so far, uh, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. Yeah, The, the flu is back, huh? So the flu went to Tahiti for a while, it went on a vacation, it found itself, it got spiritual, it found God, and then it came right back to kill people? Is that what happened? The dumbest things they tell us, the dumbest things they tell us, and some of us believe it, but how dumb are you to believe a thing like that? You guys don't. You guys are brilliant, smarter than I am. You guys are fantastic, but a lot of normies, a lot of mouth breathers out here who don't no, we know. They believe it. Oh, yeah. The flu took a little break. The dumbest thing in the world. Hold on. All right. All right. Here, here we go. Watch this. Watch this. Check it out. So there was an um, an interview with New York Times that Fauci did, right? And I may do a video about this separately. But there was an interview, and he was described as combative and defensive in the interview because they're asking hard-hitting questions like, hey, you shut schools down. You ruined a generation of children. How you feel about that? So here is um, some of an interview. Oh, man, I wish Don Lemon was right there. I'm going to get back to Don Lemon in a minute. So let's play some of this right quick. Let's get a little bit of sound. Let's not have your eardrums get bursted. And let's go ahead and roll this.
1: This New York Times interview that you did, it really just basically looking at back at not just how you handled it, how the U.S. handled it overall, you talked about being perceived as kind of the personification of restrictions. And you had this quote that stood out to me. You said,
0: wait, wait, wait. So let's, let's go back. Okay. Hold on. So this is, um, um, CNN, I think it's Poppy Harlow or one of them people, one of the Don Lemon's former co-hosts on the show that he got fired from. Um, they're showing a graphic from New York times magazine. And the pool quote says, Dr. Fauci looks back. Something clearly went wrong. OK, so he's admitting that he did not do a good job. He always bungles things. I'm not sure how a guy like Fauci has been able to be in the federal government for as long as he's been there. Maybe a qualification to be a federal employee is to not do things properly because he also bungled the HIV's um, HIV AIDS epidemic back in the 80s and 90s. He bungled that, too, talking about if you live with somebody and all this and that you can get it. It was a mess back then. He's doing the exact same thing right now. But what he's doing right now has an even greater um, area of damage. Let's continue.
1: Received as kind of the personification of restrictions. And you had this quote that stood out to me. You said, show me a school that I shut down. Show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation. And people made a decision based on that. Now, I don't have to tell you that people who have criticized your your response have seized on that comment in particular to say, yeah, you weren't directly responsible for Pravo Elementary School closing or whatnot, but because of the recommendations that came from you and other top public health officials, those are decisions that you saw school administrators make, governors make, and you understand the influence that your recommendations had on decisions like that, right?
0: He has to, because you're talking about the federal government saying, hey- we think you should shut the schools down. Fauci, they trusted him. They believe in him. He is responsible for what he says. If he says the schools should get shut down and then there's laws created as a result of that. I mean, come on, like, be for real. Maybe those laws would not have been created if you didn't suggest it. Anthony Fauci, uh, America's doctor. Come on, be for real.
2: Well, that's true, Caitlin, but the point that I made in my response uh, to the reporter in the New York Times article was that what it is is that there was a personification of me as a person who essentially closed everything down. Those were public health recommendations that came from the CDC, and I have always been very supportive of the CDC because they base their recommendations purely on public health issues. And the point that I made that as public health officials... It's our responsibility to give the public health perspective to it. The decision of how that balances with other considerations really comes from other authorities, from authorities who have things other than just the public health to be concerned about economic and other considerations. So that's the point I was making.
0: I was not trying. Word, sadly, word, Sally, straight up. You said shut everything down. It was your call. It was your decision. You were the guy that was the tip of the spear. You did it. Take responsibility. And you know what? If things turned out differently, if the shutdowns worked, which they were not going to work, but if they did work, he would say, yeah, I did that. I'm responsible. He would take all the credit when things are going well. But then when they go badly, when they don't go well, Oh, I didn't do it. It was the CDC. They said it. I just, I just, you know, pretty much agreed with the CDC. No, no, no. I saw him in a documentary that I played on here a little while ago, a few days ago. Remember, he was in Baltimore, and then the guy shut him down, and then you have him talking to uh, Stephanie Rawlings-Blake on camera for PBS talking about, well, a lot of these conservative states, they don't want to shut down, and we got to get everybody to shut down. You did that. You did all about the pandemic. You were on every TV station for years talking about everybody should shut down. Everybody should wear a mask. You said that you were the poster boy for America being locked down, America wearing masks, America getting the vaccine and things of that nature. And now we got vaccine injuries, mask injuries, perhaps all type of pollution from the mask. And we have kids that have missed out on years of school because of what you said. All of a sudden now. Oh, I didn't do it. It's the CDC that did it. But we saw you on every single Sunday show, Saturday show, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show saying that we should shut everything down, wear the mask, get the vax. You did that
2: trying to shun away from responsibility. We made a public health recommendation based on sound public health principles. But that's not the only issue that you need to consider when you're in the middle of an outbreak. You have to consider a number of other things and that's the point we're making. I think a
1: lot of parents and teachers would say, well, yeah, the CDC, when they made these recommendations, they should have considered the effects that learning loss would have on children when they're making a decision like that. Is that that something you agree with?
2: No, I do. I I believe that you have to consider a a variety of other things. But remember, at the time that the shutdown Mm -hmm. occurred, I mean, you have to distinguish Caitlin between the crisis at the
0: point when our hospitals were being overrun and we were- Now stop, man. Why you got to sit here and lie, man? That that whole lie about the hospitals being overrun. Remember the hospitals being so-called overrun and these nurses were doing whole dance routines on TikTok? Y'all remember that? Do y'all remember that? I'm talking about full dance routines during the pandemic. I've not seen them do dance routines anytime recently. Why? Because people are outside of their house and going back to the hospital as normal, getting checkups and getting uh, treated for paper cuts and whatnot on their fingertips. They're back to the hospitals as normal. We're back to regular traffic. There was not some kind of overwhelming presence of people in the hospitals during the pandemic. That was a lie, a big lie. And remember, the biggest example of this was when that hospital boat went to New York. The It was this big boat because, remember, we were told they were so overrun with people, didn't have enough staff. It was just too much going on. So, okay, we're going we gonna to send help. We sent this big boat, this big ship, to New York City, right there, Hudson River. Nobody used it. <laughs> I mean, you might have had a handful of people that were on it, but for the most part, it was an empty ship. Because why? Because there was no big... um. Overwhelming at the hospitals, like he is trying to say right now. Why would you get on TV and lie right in our faces like this? We know that that was not the case. So why do this, sir? Having cooler trucks to put
2: bodies in because we didn't have enough uh, room in a morgue, uh, that's when things whatever. shut down. The real issue is how long do you keep that shut down? How long
0: do you keep the schools closed?
2: And if you recall
0: and All we're seeing right now is B-roll footage of empty hospitals. You got nurses in there, staff in there wearing a PPE, but that's about it. Go back on many of the things I've said in a
2: lot of interviews is that we've got to do whatever we can to get the schools open and get them open safe and keep them open. And I've said that many, many times. But the initial decision early on in the middle of that crisis, I believe, was the
0: right decision. How long you kept them closed. So that's that's the clip right there. I'm sure there's more from CNN, but that's the whole clip that I have right there. Fauci, this guy's a nut, a, a complete nut. I mean, man, that guy. Ah, man, I wish I wish he could just go away. Like during the pandemic, I remember hating seeing him on television, and then after it was over with, and we got right, right back to normal life, he just kind of vanished, and now he's back in the in the spotlight. Like, what's going on? you're trying to sell a book. Like what's his next course of action? You 80 something years old. Just go away, man. These people that are so old. It's like, enjoy your, your twilight years. Enjoy your twilight years. There's no need to be on TV anymore. Trying to cop, please. There's no point in you trying to cover up what you did and try to make it like something, like something else. You did what you did. You said what you said. Now, either be responsible for it, face consequences or go away. Personally, what I like to have happen is he gets sent away. Bit rocks, little rocks. So that's 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 a two for one. The first thing, he's gone. I don't see him anymore. Second thing is he is held responsible for his actions. That'd be the best thing for me. But I digress. Um, we got a whole lot happening tonight. I'm gonna get to a few more topics before um I keep on going down these rabbit holes. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Now, let's talk about Georgia schools. I'm getting to Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon in a minute. I saw somebody talk about uh, Crowder and Candace Owens. I mean, it is what it is. That's kind of an ongoing thing. I don't like talking about, I don't like getting into that kind of topic about people's divorces and stuff. You know, that's a whole different issue right there. My only issue with Crowder was with the Daily Wire. Now the divorce and all of that, that's his business. I don't know what's going on with that. So hey, it is what it is. I'm gonna keep on keep on moving here. Um, Georgia schools. So in Georgia, um, some public colleges are going to remove the SAT and S A C T uh testing requirement to gain entry. Um that has been the case for a lot of schools in Georgia, but not all the schools. Now, some say this is a good thing because some kids may have low SAT scores or ACT scores, and that's not, that's not an indicator of their academic level, but I think that at a certain point it is because a lot of kids don't really know where they are academically until that test sometimes when they take the test and realize, hey, I'm not really where I should be academically. This ain't really for me. Maybe I should go do something else. But when you allow these colleges to accept them, what's going to happen is you're going to have higher enrollment, but you're not going to have a higher success rate. You have a lower graduation rate and a lower overall GPA in exchange for more enrollment. You see, in Georgia, and by the way, there are three schools that are going to be still having the SAT and ACT testing requirement. And y'all know, if you're living in Georgia or you know anything about college in Georgia, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the Big Dog, pun intended, UGA in Albany, and also Georgia Tech. They're still going to require testing. And there was one more in Milledgeville. I forget the name of it, but they're going to still require the SAT and ACT testing no surprise. You cannot be some kind of random podunk, nobody going to UGA. I mean, I mean unless, unless you're going to be playing basketball or something like that. But beyond that, you want to go to UGA? Nah. We need you to have a good um, SAT score, boss. It, it is what it is. ACT, all of that. Same thing, Georgia Tech. You can't be some type of moron going to these schools. But some of the other schools you can go to and there's no SAT or ACT requirement. Now... As I said, some say, "Well, the reason for this is we want to have everybody get opportunity to go to school because some kids don't test well, but they're good academically." But the reality is, they want to increase enrollment because they get funding based on enrollment. You see, there's a there's a formula, there's a formula. Um, what I say, Athens or Albany? Yeah, Athens, Georgia. I might say Albany, Georgia, but yeah. That's in Athens, Georgia, speaking about UGA. But well, back to what I was saying, there's a formula that they have that um, that gets them, that, that, that it determines funding. Part of the formula is student enrollment. If you have a decrease in enrollment, and by the way, I think college enrollment nationwide is at an all-time low. Let me see if I can find um, an, an article on that right quick. Let's see, college enrollment. Yeah, so here he is. Uh, nationwide undergraduate college enrollment dropped 8% from 2019 to 2022, with declines even after returning to in-person classes, according to the data from National Student Clearinghouse. The slide in college going rate since 2018 is the steepest on record, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. So you have a very sharp decline in enrollment. Kids aren't going to college as much, so that's going to create a decrease in funding. And also, not just funding like state, federal, whatever, not just funding, but also student loans, money that, that, that the schools get paid. You see student loans as a federal loan. And this means the government will guarantee the money regardless of whether the student pays or not. So each student loan application and subsequent acceptance means a big bag money for the school, if you're paying 20 grand a year, 30 grand a year, 40 grand a year, that's a lot of money the college is getting just because you're going and taking out student loans or paying it outright, whatever you're doing over the course of an entire four years, easily six figures, you're going to be in debt, depending upon where you go. And if you have the barrier of the SAT getting in the way, then they can't get that money. And on top of that, they can't get the funding because of the lower um, enrollment. So they're going to increase enrollment, increasing the funding, and the direct student loan payments. That's what's going on. And of course, it's going to be the same thing as what's happening or what happened back in 2008 with the mortgage crisis. Hey, we want to get everybody into the mortgage game, including those who don't have much money and bad credit who can't pay the loan back. So, of course, when the loans come due. People are losing their shirts, losing their jobs, adjustable rate mortgages. People can't pay. Everybody loses their shirt, loses their house. Investors, the homeowners, they all lose their shirt, lose their house. That's what happens. It's, it's a whole big domino effect. It would be the same thing in college. That will make that student loan bubble that much closer to bursting. Same thing with the housing and everything else. This is a mess. These are bad policies. But like I said, it's just to get more money, and like I said, some say, "Well, testing is kind of outdated." Nah, some testing it means something because, like your your high school GPA shouldn't be enough, and I think at some schools still, even without the SAT and ACT testing, you still gotta take a a, a placement exam. You still gotta do that, but with ChatGPT, I mean, I don't know. Is that a thing you can use for your placement exam? Or there, there, there could be more. It might be a placement test you take, not necessarily an exam you write. It might be a test you take, but still. Your high school grades mean nothing. You could be a straight A student and struggle to read. I've spoken about um, Augusta Phil Savage in Baltimore before, and there are a lot of schools just like that across the country. But this school stood out because it made the news. It kind of went viral where the boy had a zero one point three GPA, a 0, a 0.13 GPA. And he was ranked 60 out of 120 in his class. He was ranked dead in the middle, 60 out of 120 in his class. He was barely going to school. If he, if he would have just gone to school, the majority of the time, rather than not going the majority of the time, he probably would have got A's and B's. If he just showed up, he probably would have got A's and B's. So, if you're the valedictorian at a place like this, you probably can't even read. There are kids graduating from high school that cannot read. Now, watch this. Now, I'm going to play some of this, and I don't play this to try and make fun of these guys. I'm not trying to make fun of these guys at all. This is a valedictorian and salutatorian at Augusta Fells. This is from... Um last year. Yeah, last June. June 2022. Again, I'm not trying to make fun of these guys. These are young men, high school, um, soon to be graduates, or they're graduating right now during the ceremony. But just listen to what they're saying. They're they're trying to read the speech and you're gonna see how bad they struggle with it.
3: They're already here.
0: Now it says cop state right there. That's the venue that they're at, but that's not a Coppin State graduation. This is Augusta Fields Savage. You see right there? Augusta Fields Savage Institute of Visual Arts. Okay. So watch this. He's going to the podium. He's going to try to read a speech. Remember, valedictorian, salutatorian. These are the top guys in the class, top guys in the school of the graduating class. Good morning parents,
4: community members, guests, faculty, and staff. My name is Christian Whitaker. It is an honor and privilege to stand before you today. We are all here to reflect on and recognize our achievements over the last four years. We worked extremely hard to get to this point despite
0: experiencing hardships. I don't need to read too much more. I mean, he's struggling to read basic words. Basic words. I mean, we're not talking about, like, some kind of complicated lawyer speak, legalese. We're talking about really basic stuff. He's struggling to read. The valedictorian is what I'm trying to say. Like, grades mean nothing. It means totally nothing. And at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, it's like, what are we doing in public schools, K through 12? What are we doing? If you're graduating, he has a cap and gown on. He's graduating like this. They know, really, by the third grade, if you can't read very well, you're toast. You're done. Just, just go ahead and try to do something else. I mean, a young man like this is not totally lost, though. You could do something else. I mean, he might not be a good reader, but you might you know, work with your hands or do something, but academics isn't for you. So if you're going to college and you're reading like this, you're wasting your time. Do something else because you're not, you don't have the basic skill, okay? You could go to college later if you get, Tighten up on your reading. Like, uh, what was that? That guy that went to jail. Uh, the actual Rick Ross, the the guy that was a drug runner in L.A., he was illiterate when he went to prison, but taught himself in prison. Now, I don't suggest you go to prison for 15 years learning to read. So, I don't know what you're gonna do, man. It's not. It's not. He's not hearing impaired. It's not. A, it's not a hearing impaired school. This is Augusta Fels. It's like a um, it's like a charter type of school in Baltimore. Okay. This school is the same school where the boy went to at a 0.3 GPA. There's a lot of schools like this. These hood schools. There's a lot of schools just like this. Downs? No. No, no, no. Okay. Matter of fact, there's, there's one more boy. I'm going to show you. Because you hear, you hear his voice like, is he, is he deaf or something or Down syndrome? No, no, no. No. He's just struggling to read. Here's, here's, here's um, the, the, the next boy right here. Check him out. It'll be the same thing. Good
4: morning, parents, community members, guests, faculty, and staff. My name is Marcel Mitchell, and I am honored to help represent the class of 2022. I am incredibly proud of us all that we made it here today. Today, I want to speak to you about becoming an adult. We are passing from childhood to adulthood and if
0: we are faced in the right direction, we will go far. So I'm saying, like, like a lot of kids just like this. You know what? I heard a story from a friend of mine. Shout out to her. Um, so where I live out here in Chattanooga, you have schools like this. I won't say nobody's name or the school name or nothing like that. I ain't trying to put nobody out there. But the friend I know said that she was at one school where it was better. The kids have more education. They understood certain things. She goes to the the hood school, the real bad school, and she's in a class where, um, it's it's algebra time, right? And the teacher is having a hard time teaching algebra to the kids. They don't understand. This this is high school. This is like eleventh grade. The teacher is trying to teach algebra to the class. One girl gets up. Why they got to add letters? How, how be gone? Don't make no sense. Stuff like that happens. I, I mean, and if if you're, if you're 18 years old, 17 years old, thinking like that, then it's like, okay, why are we trying to go to college? <laughs> why are we trying to go to college? And these kids might not even know that they are behind until SAT time comes and they get the, the lowest grade they don't even understand. They don't get it because they've been in this environment where everybody's like that. It's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, and you know what? Okay, before I move on, I just want to say why that happened, why you saw that performance. Again, what I just showed you in that video was two boys trying to read basic stuff on a sheet of paper, the valedictorian and the salutatorian, the top guys in the graduating class, the valedictorian can't read. You know what the the problem is? It's 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 a threefold problem, but the parents are the main problem. And I said it before. My both of my grandparents on my dad's side were teachers. Granny and Granddad are both teachers in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, my Granddad was very smart. He was on a debate team. He, he did a lot of different things. And my dad was also really smart, a math whiz. Um, I got a little bit of their intelligence, I suppose. But um, what I was my, what my dad told me, he was like because dad did a lot of work in the community, like a, a community activist. What he told me was that a lot of parents um, don't, they don't do anything until the kid goes to school. They teach their child nothing. They are a blank slate. When they get to be in kindergarten, the kid cannot count to 10, let alone 100 or anything like that. Uh, they can't tie their shoes. They can't write their own name. They can't color on their lines. They can't do anything. They don't recognize shapes. They don't have basic skills in kindergarten. But see, when I was in kindergarten, I had all these skills. My mom was very adamant about that. I mean, even some basic things like if she wasn't right there with me, giving me flashcards or whatnot, you got reading Rainbow back in the day when it was still good, when it wasn't woke. Uh, Sesame Street, um, the the count, all that kind of. So I I could count to uh, 100 or whatever it was. I could draw, color in the lines, write my own name. I had skills already. So then, when I got to kindergarten, it was a breeze because I already knew everything, for the most part. Granny's a teacher. Granny, so I'm I'm going to Granny's house in the summertime, and she has all the the her tools from school. She taught young kid. I had Simon. I had all that. I had I had books. I was reading all of that. I had a bookcase full of books as a kid that I read for fun. I would go to the library and read. Come time for the um, the book fair. I love the book fair. I'm getting books, erasers, pencils. I was a big nerd and loved it. But these kids come from homes where that kind of environment is, isn't there. There's no books in the house ever. No, no, no books. Books behind me right here. When I was a kid, I had a whole big bookcase full of books. Now I read a lot of stuff online. That's why I have glasses because I'm, I'm a bookworm. These kids have no books. Oh, they got their cell phone all day long. though. they got their cell phone. They know they know the hottest dance and every word to every cuss every cuss word in the rap song, but they can't read it all. With me, it was the opposite, and you know they want to say race is a problem. Race ain't no problem. I mean, people just it's just a cultural thing. And I come from a hood. I come from the hood too, and I come from a really poor environment. When we first came here to, from West Virginia, my dad had a, a trailer. Uh, we were, were country bumpkins in the trailer. Not a lot of money. My dad worked in the hardware store. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. The poverty thing, the poverty thing is no excuse. It, it's just a it's a cultural thing. People just put their money where they feel like it matters the most. Their time where it matters most to them. The kids got on Jordans. I didn't even know what Jordans were until I got to be 15 years old. I had no idea what Jordans were. Like, what's that? I don't know what that is. I'm trying to read this book. These kids got on Jordans. I'm, I'm going to move forward. One more story. One more story. I'm getting triggered now. One, one more story. So somebody I know worked at the water department, the water company, right? So this person would be at the front. When you come in to pay your bill, they're right there at the front. Now, one family came in having a hard time being able to pay their bill. And they're like, hey, the bill's too high. We can't afford all this debt in the third. The whole family had on Jordans. The mom, the dad, the two kids—brand new Jordans, all of them, brand new, no scuffs, no marks, no nothing. Brand new Jordans. Like they got the money right there. Your water bill is right there on your feet. I mean, the dumbest thing in the world. Anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. But yeah, that was on my on my on my heart. I had to get it off if you if you think that these dumb clothes made in china somewhere make you these Jordans and other kind of dumb stuff and if you think these material things are more important than knowing how to read you're lost already that that's a cultural thing and nothing will be able to fix that other than people wanting to want different for themselves priorities that's right tiktok priorities are all the way messed up you can't pay your water bill, but you got fresh Jordans on. I saw a dude in the store in Virginia many years ago. He had on like a dirty outfit. except for his Jordans were brand new and fresh. And he was trying to get a single cigarillo in the store counting change. I was like, sir, what are we doing, man? Like what, what's going on here, man? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. So you you can buy drugs and Jordans, but you count and change. Apparently, you can't really afford it. But, hey, man, what do I know? I'm just a guy that has priorities where it's supposed to be. Anyway, I'll move on. We got a whole lot going on. Um, Let's talk about a lot, actually. Let, let's talk about your man, Phil Jackson. Let's talk about Phil Jackson. So, Phil Jackson, you guys know Hall of Fame NBA basketball coach. He coached the Lakers when they had Kobe and Shaq, also the Bulls, when they had um, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pimpin. He is considered one of the best NBA basketball coaches ever. Phil Jackson is the man, right? So Phil Jackson was on a podcast with Rick Rubin. I think it's the same Rick Rubin from Def Jam back in the day. The, the white man from Def Jam with the crazy hair. I think that's him, right? So, Anyway, he goes on the podcast and he's talking about the bubble season that the NBA had. Remember the bubble season? If you guys don't know, a quick refresher. So during this pandemic, everything shuts down in March 2020, right? I'll never forget when the shutdown happened. I was in LA. I just filmed Jubilee. And I'm in LAX when this is really going down, like March 14th. I'm in LAX in the airport. And... Every person was washing their hands in the bathroom for the first time ever. It's like, well, it took a whole quote unquote scam, pandemic, pandemic to get y'all to wash our hands. I was seeing people just be in the bathroom doing number two and walking, walking away <laughs> and just walking away and even put their hands up under the, the water to get it wet. Just do number two, blowing the bathroom up and walk away. But then, When the scandemic hit, everybody's washing their hands. People had on all type of crazy face masks, T-shirts, hoodies. I was seeing a little bit of every kind of face mask in the world when C-19 hit back in March 2020. It was a crazy time. Anyway, I digress. The point is, the um, the C-19 scandemic shut everything down, including the NBA season. But it's like right toward the the, the you're getting toward the end of the season. About to be playoff time. It's a whole lot happening because the season ended in late March and then playoffs are like right around right now, which is April. So it was the worst time possible. So they were gone for a while and they came back in July of that year or June or July in the summertime, they came back. But normally they'd be wrapped up by, I think, June with the finals anyway. What they did was they had a bubble where some teams that qualified would go down to Orlando, Florida, and play all their games in one place. Rather than traveling, being on the plane, and whatnot, they play all their games in one place to reduce C-19 uh, spread and coverage. No fans in the audience, but some of the players wanted something to be able to come back. It's like, hey, man, we're going to risk our lives out there, be away from our kids and our families for a long time. What we want is to be able to have certain jerseys with all types of stuff on the back. Um, equal rights, equality, matter of fact, online. Oh uh, I got to show you guys these jerseys. I showed some of them in the video, but I'm going to show some more um, here. Let me see. Uh, I got to show some of these. Oh, uh, Yeah, here, here's a one I showed. In the actual video, but there was more. Guys had all kind of stuff. Guys had special, different languages. It was it was a mess. It was Tower of Babel for real. It was crazy. Uh, and then the basketball court had a message on it as well. Let me see if I can find that right quick. Oh uh, yeah, here we go. Here here we go. Okay, dokie. Yeah, so I got a few images for you guys. So this was um, an example. They had on Black Lives Matter shirts, and then these guys have worn jerseys that say say their name on the back. Remember you know, remember the whole thing with Breonna Taylor? Say her name, all this and that. So they had that on the back. Remember, this is right during George Floyd time, and also Jacob Blake time right in 2020, election time as well. It was a whole lot happening politically so they had this on their jerseys, and then Black Lives Matter, and then Luka Doncic had this on his back. I don't even know what that is. He is from Slovenia. If you speak that language, whether that be Italian, Slovenian, whatever that is, y'all let me know what that is in the comments, okay? Um, I have no idea what that is. People just putting all kind of stuff on there. That, that could say sweet and sour hot sauce right there. Who knows? And then, of course, the, the game – the, the the actual game you would see this on the court black lives matter no fans in the stands only the players and the coaches and I guess uh TV staff that was it it was a mess it was like it was sponsored by Black Lives Matter and then you had the um the the, the commentators saying wild things let me see if I can find the Chris Weber clip right quick um <laughs> it was it was crazy hold on I, I gotta find that. I, I I need to find that right quick. Hold on. I gotta I gotta find that. Oh man, I can't find it. Yeah. But it was it was so cringe. I forgot exactly what he was trying to say. Um, talking about uh, when you're a black man, you can't count part modern lives. So I was like, sir, what are we saying? What are we saying here? Uh, here we go. He is on the NBA campus. Okay. So, you see, you see the court right here. It's during the bubble. You see the Black Lives Matter all that on the court. He is on the NBA campus.
5: Well, as LeBron takes a deep three. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. i just like to say this to put a button on it. When you're a it's a beautiful shot, and the Lakers are up. But when you're a black man in this country, you can't
0: compartmentalize. You must compartmentalize to stay stained. What? What are you? What are you saying, Chris Webber? What are we talking about here? When you are a black man, okay, it's a great shot. When you are a black man, you can't compartmentalize. You must compartmentalize, huh? What are we saying? That kind of thing what was happening during the bubble season. So Phil Jackson was like, you know what? Okay, I've had enough. I'm not going to watch basketball anymore. Okay, and that season, the Lakers won the championship with LeBron, and Phil Jackson obviously coached Kobe and Shaq. That was his team. He was dating for a long time, Jeannie Bus. Jeannie Bus is the daughter of the owner of the Lakers. Um, I forget the guy's name. Jack Bus or whatever his name is. Anyway, he was with the owner's daughter for many years, coached Kobe and Shaq, Hall of Fame basketball player, and didn't even watch Lakers win the championship because it was just so much bulk ridiculous nonsense going on. Okay. So much. I, hey. I don't know. What, I have no idea what he's talking about Kai's prostitutes. I have no idea what he was talking about. If you know, y'all, let me know what he's talking about in the comments below. But anyway, so Phil Jackson's like, you know what? I had enough, and he made a few comments. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. So check it out right quick. So this is from the podcast.
5: Do you do you uh, still watch? A lot of basketball or? No, I don't. Tell me about that. When and did you stop immediately from the time you stopped coaching? No, I didn't. I watched some of the game evolve and decided, and they went into the lockout year and they did something that was kind of wanky. They did a bubble down in Orlando Mm -hmm. and all the teams that could qualify Mm -hmm. went down there and Mm -hmm. stayed down there. Mm -hmm. No audience. And they had things on their back like, you know, Justice and, uh, yeah, I mean, a little funny thing like, uh, you know, Justice just went to the basket and uh, Equal Opportunity just knocked him down. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody uh, had another name for a guy who has jersey in the back of a jersey he had some other slogan. So my grandkids thought that was pretty funny to, to, to play up those names. So I, I, I couldn't watch that. And the Lakers won actually. They they won that year. And uh, do you feel like it just made little of the game? Like it made it like a sideshow? What do you think it was that turned you off? Well, it was it was. Uh, they even had slogans on the floor, on the baseline. It was catering. It was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience into play, and it. They didn't know it was turning other people off. You know, mm-hmm. people people want to see sports as non political. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So what Phil's saying here is right on point. What he's saying is on point. I mean, I was surprised that he came out there and said it because a lot of guys, a lot of uh, you know, sports guys, they kind of want to stay away from the politics or like even if you feel that way, keep it to yourself. You know, you don't want to say too much. But what he said was right on point. I mean, a lot of guys that I know were like, you know what, I can't watch it anymore. Now, I'm a, I'm, I love basketball. I'm sorry. I can't. Like, football, I can kind of not really watch it. I'm not really a big football fan at this point because of so much stuff. I mean, the Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing turned me off, and then they get real woke, and then they just the, – the game is different. It's not the same as it was before. Um, I don't dislike football, but I don't have to really watch it. But basketball, that's my favorite sport. I, it's hard for me to not watch. But I understand why guys don't want to watch because of – Dumb stuff like what was going on during the bubble and what's happening continuously with the game. And it degrades. It's like you got guys who just want to shoot threes all day. The game ain't the same anymore. So I get why a lot of guys don't want to watch it and why the bubble turned them off. But your man, um, Jalen Rose, former NBA basketball player, now ESPN, wokester ESPN. I don't know what it is about ESPN or Disney that makes guys just get real woke, but that's what happened. Let me see if I can um, get that clip right quick. Yeah, because uh, Jalen had blocked me. Jalen, un- unblock me, Jalen. Like, what did I do, man? I didn't I didn't even do anything, man. Just unblock me. But um, hold on. Here we go. Let's play it right here. This will work.
6: You can't make this up. Hall of Fame coach and 11-time champion Phil Jackson claims to have stopped supporting the NBA because it became too political. When it went into the bubble and was catering to certain audiences by putting slogans on the back of jerseys and Black Lives Matter on the floor. The same Phil Jackson that won championships with some of the greatest black athletes in the history of the game, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, made millions on their backs and off their sweat equity. You're sitting up watching a game with your grandkids, and y'all think it's funny when justice passes the ball to equal opportunity?
0: Yeah, I think it is. It's funny.
6: When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. So stop watching forever. You can't make
0: (laughs) Stop watching forever. It's like, come on, Jalen. Like, what are we doing? And I don't know what I did, but Jalen Rose blocked me, so... Like, I'm going to show you what's, what's going on right here. Watch this. If I try to go to his page, it says, you're blocked. <laughs> you can't follow or see Jalen Rose's tweets. I don't know what I did. It must have been something I said. I, I don't know what happened. But I see that quite a bit. Like, I will go to a page I've never been to before, never never said anything about it, never interacted, and then I realize I'm blocked. It's like, well, you must have been watching, but I I didn't say anything to you, sir. Don't, don't get so triggered and butthurt. I don't know what it is about ESPN, ABC, Disney that makes people go woke and crazy. Like Keith Oberman, all these people. I mean, Keith Oberman is a mess. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's that. So I think what Phil Jackson said is right on point. And a lot of you guys were saying that the NBA is more woke than the NFL. Maybe you're right. I'm not trying to doubt what you're saying is correct. But I just love basketball too much. I just, I, I just can't let it go. It's like, you know, these 800-pound people that want to eat cookies all day. It's like, well, you know you're 800 pounds, and if you put the fork down, push the plate away, you might lose some weight, but they love the food too much. They'll keep on eating it. That's kind of how I am with the the NBA. Maybe one day when they keep just jacking up threes and missing them all the time, I might stop watching it, but right now I'm still – I watch basketball more during playoff time. Regular season, it's like, eh, playoff time, let's get money. Let's, Let's go ahead and do it if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And by the way, somebody said in the comments that Luka Doncic's jersey said equality in Croatian. I'll put it up on the screen right quick if you had um, forgot it, if you didn't see it. So that's Croatian. That's interesting. He's Slovenian. So why is that in Croatian? Is he an ethnic Croat? Like, I don't know what's going on. Y'all let me know what's happening in the comments. I know it gets kind of complicated down there and that part of Europe, so I don't know too much. Anyway, we got a whole lot happening here. There's a whole, whole lot going on. Um, Where do I want to go next? Do I want to go to um, our guy? Do I want to go to our guy, Tucker Carlson? Let's go to him, because matter of fact, I have a brand new video that just came out. I started my stream, and I saw the video on my timeline, so we're going to play that. I've not seen it. You're going to be watching with me first time. Uh, It's like a two-minute video, and we're watching it for the first time together. Let me get it up on the screen right quick, and then we'll go ahead and just get straight into it. All right. So here we go. The caption just says, good evening. And he put it out 8.01, literally 8.01 p.m. right now, today, and it already has 2.6 million views. Let's check it out.
7: Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's gotta be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, Mm. corporate power, Mm. natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this. That's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you
0: soon. All right, there you have it. Tucker Carlson, breaking silence. Okay, clearly not talking about Fox and being uh, let go from Fox because that's going to be some lawyer action, obviously. Uh, if you guys don't know, he has hired the same lawyer as Don Lemmy. Yes, he did. Um, Tucker used to work at CNN back in the day from 2000 to 2005. He was at CNN. Then he went to MSNBC from 05 to 09. Then he came to Fox in 09 and has just now been fired this year, 2023. So 14 years at Fox, but five years at CNN, four years at MSNBC. Okay, so he's been around. Um, there's a lot we're going to get to as far as Tucker and Don Lemon and the whole thing. Um, the theory I put out there today about why you got fired is probably right. Probably. I have a feeling that it's right. It's just my opinion. Just a, a thought that's out there, but it's probably right. Before we get to that theory, um, let's talk about this. I had a feeling also from the jump when I heard about Tucker and Don being fired at the same time that they would swap places. Do you guys think that Don Lemon would go to Fox News and Tucker would go to CNN? And here's a little bit of background about that. Do you know that when Don Lemon was in college, he was a conservative? Don Lemon was a black conservative in college. He was. But over the years, he's changed into more of a liberal person. But when he was in college, he was conservative. He voted for Reagan. Don Lemon voted for Ronald Reagan in the 80s. Yes, he did. He sure did. But now he's super woke. But is he woke? I heard him on CNN talking about Nikki Haley's not in their prime, talking about red pill talking points. It's like, what's going on, Don Lemon? What's what's happening? Do you think he could go to Fox News again? When he was in college, he was a conservative, Don Lemon. I heard Tucker Carlson was a Democrat for a long time, up until recently, Uh, uh, an active voting Democrat. But then he went to Fox and became conservative. So is that true? Can you change like that? Can you go from one extreme to the next? And here's here's something else. If Caitlyn Jenner can be on Fox, why can't Don Lemon be on Fox? If you have two guys, right, on the same network, Caitlyn Jenner, Don Lemon, who is more... Um, conservatives than the other. You tell me, who's the bigger conservative out of Don Lemon and Caitlyn Jenner? Y'all let me know. I'm just trying to figure it out. I think they could swap. I know it's far-fetched. I know I'm going to get you crazy ABL that'll never happen. Am I crazy? We've seen much wilder things. I never thought I would see the day where a transgender would be on Fox News giving coverage as a repeat, like not just a person that's on there one time. I'm talking about they got a contract. You're you're a contributor getting paid from Fox to be on there, and they're using the pronouns she, she, she all the time speaking about Caitlyn Jenner. This guy is my size. He's six foot three, a, a decathlete. These big boats, big fourteen. Look, this right here, this this right here is Caitlyn Jenner's shoe. <laughs> This right here is Caitlyn Jenner's shoe right here. Okay. These big boats, big size 13, 14. She, she, her. Okay. Still got the token berries all day. Good stuff. Crazy voice. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Caitlyn Jenner. I am Bruce Jenner. My I'm, I'm, um, I'm now on the Fox news. I'm giving the commentary about what's going on. And I think that I would love to have Mr. Lemon be my coworker, be my colleague. We do have a great show. We would have a great show on Fox. Me and Donna would do great. Crazy voice, big feet, big hands, all of that on Fox as an anchor. So if he could be there, why not Don Lemon? You tell me. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> and CNN, they want to go a different direction. They fired Chris Cromo, fired Little Brian. So shout out to Mark Dice for that one. They fired Little Brian Stelter. Fire Chris Cuomo, fired Don Lemon. So why not go a different direction? Why not bring on some right-wing people to go more toward the center? They got um, your man on Fox right now, Juan Williams, all these people that are leftists, Geraldo, a leftist. They got them on Fox to get the counterbalance. Why wouldn't that be a thing that CNN does to try and compete with Fox and go that direction? At one point, when I was a young man, It wasn't CNN was more of a respected network. It had guys like Tucker on there. CNN was more in the middle of the road. They're more respected. They weren't so radical as they've become over the years. So they're trying to go back that direction. But we'll see how it works. Um, I I think they realize that CNN, the whole I hate Trump narrative is kind of played out. I mean, how many how, how many nights can you dedicate toward Trump? when He's not even there no more. Trump's been gone for two years. So what are you going to talk about now? Talking about um, him getting sued by um, random people, him going to court in New York City. What's that going to, that, that's 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 no good for ratings. Let's get some different points of view. Let's get some action, some drama, some conflict, something, a little bit of spice. Let's get that going on. Bring Tucker on. But if not, CNN, where does he go? Does he just start his own platform? What does he do now? Tucker was the biggest anchor on TV. I, I mean, if he's, if it's not him, then who? Who besides Tucker is the biggest? Well, here, here's, here's a question. Who is the biggest primetime anchor on TV? Including Tucker. Include him in the, in the, in the um list. Who's the biggest? All right. Y'all, y'all let me know what's going on. All right. But yeah, Caitlin, J- Bruce gender is on there, but who's the biggest prime time anchor of uh, Rachel Maddow. Is she on prime time? I mean, Tucker is beyond Tucker is beyond all these people. So he goes somewhere, whether it's to another station or he has his own thing going on. Tucker owns Daily Caller, not not Daily Wire, Daily Caller, which is a blog site, a news site. He owns that. He may put something on there. Who knows? Not Al Roker. Not Hannity. No, no, nope. Not Hannity. Uh Uh-uh. Not bigger than Tucker. Tucker is biggest on Fox. A fact is that Tucker was biggest on Fox. That's That's a guaranteed fact. Tucker is or was the biggest on Fox. But on TV, period, who is bigger than Tucker? (laughs) <laughs> Tim Poole, hilarious. Me, oh, thank you. You're far too kind. Shout out to you. Uh, Gutfield. shout out to Gutfeld. Not not um, Joe Rowe. I'm talking about TV, not internet, which matters. The internet does matter. I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter. I'm talking about television. Okay, cable, air, on air, whatever it is. Tucker go to Deadly Wire. He could go to Deadly Wire. Could go to Rumble. All right, so yeah that, that's him and there's nobody exactly Paul. Nobody's bigger than Tucker on cable or, or, or on television so he'll he'll go somewhere and he'll be just fine. but so here's the theory that I read on Vanity Fair and it kind of makes sense. This is the reason why Tucker Carlson got fired and, and first first I thought he didn't get fired or I, I didn't know if he got fired or not. I was still kind of like confused like did he get fired did he resign abruptly what what happened? Um, his last show was on Friday, April 21st, just this past Friday, 2023. And Monday he was gone from the network. Not there anymore. So here's a story about what happened. It's kind of a long story, but it's a story. So apparently, Tucker and Rupert Murdoch, who is the big boss, before I get before I talk about the story, Rupert Murdoch is the big boss, the boss of all bosses. He is a guy that owns pretty much all conservative mainstream media, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, Fox News, all of that. A multi-billionaire, Rupert Murdoch, and his family, of course. He is 92 years old, but he's still active because he was just engaged to a young lady. When I say young, I mean like in her 50s or 60s, you know what I'm saying? Probably about 40 years younger than him, but anyway. He was engaged to a woman by the name of Um, Hold on, I'm going to get her name wrong. I think her name was um, Leslie Ann Smith or something like that. Ann Leslie Smith, that's her name. Ann Leslie Smith, he was engaged to her. And let's get a picture of the lovely couple on the screen right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That's them right there. That is lovely couple. Lovebirds, 92 years old, about to get married again for the fifth time. It's all good though, right? So they were engaged to be married earlier this month, or might have been in March, but this year, maybe like April and March, they were engaged to be married. Their engagement lasted for two weeks. They had a two week long engagement. Now, here's what happened according to sources. So Tucker goes to his home in California and they have dinner. He's there with Rupert Murdoch and the ex fiance and Leslie Smith. Now, during a dinner, the fiance called Tucker a messenger from God. She pulls a Bible out and begins to read scripture from Exodus. Rupert given the blank stare. He doesn't like it at all. Again, this, this, this is allegations. He's like, what are you doing? Giving the blank stare. And he sees them talking about religion and stuff like that. Now, it's not anything inappropriate. It's just they're having to talk about religion. Tucker is religious. Show we see. But Rupert is not. Rupert is not. He's a big multi-multi-billionaire. He don't really care nothing about that. He feels uncomfortable about this. So a few days later, he calls the engagement off. Okay. To his fifth wife. Or potential fifth wife. Okay. If he got married, it would have been wife number five. All right. (laughs) So he calls it off. This was earlier in April this month. So then Tucker goes to Heritage Foundation this past Friday and gives a speech. During the speech, it was a lot of religious overtones and things of that nature. He's talking about the battle going on right now between good and evil in this country, talking about Uh, gender and all that kind of weird stuff, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He is talking about all these things and then he relates it to it being like a spiritual battle. Again, Rupert is uncomfortable. He doesn't like it. After the speech, he fires Tucker. And um, part of the reason is because Tucker's show was his ex fiances favorite show. So imagine that. Imagine you get fired as the top anchor on TV because your boss is envious at 92 years old that his ex fiance likes your show. Now, is that far-fetched? Is is it far-fetched? I believe it. Could be wrong. What I do know is that Tucker is gone. What I do know is that he has a lawyer. If you quit. On your own will, it's everything is all good. First of all, you would give a send away speech. It'd be a tearful goodbye. You wouldn't just vanish like that overnight, first of all. Second of all, you would not have a lawyer. Everything would be just fine. You, you won't have a lawyer right now in a zero hour trying to get some money. Like, like, um, like Don Lemon, you're having the same lawyer as Don Lemon. You probably knows Don Lemon. They probably friends, probably hang out, all that good stuff. And they got the same lawyer. The same guy that got making Kelly a bunch of money when she left NBC. Okay? She got a bunch of money. It was a settlement, millions of dollars, same lawyer. I think that's what happened. I think it happened. Because, you know, to us, it's like, why would you get rid of the, the most, um, the, the guy that has the most uh, draws to your network? This guy has so much money, he doesn't care. It's like, so what? Whatever. Put somebody else in there. He's got to go. And if you're going to be 92 years old trying to get married again, you're not really using your brain anyway. (laughs) You're not using your brain anyway, man. It's like, look, this lady right here about 50 something years old. You already know what it is. What are you even doing? You're that old. You got kids and grandkids. What are you thinking about trying to get married again at that age? If you're going to do something like that, I will not. Be surprised if you were to fire your top guy because your ex fiance liked him. Not surprised at all. We, we've seen many guys fall as a result of women being involved. It might not be her fault. Might not be his fault. But they're, they're in the mix. Some Some crazy dude, some nut job, some weirdo is going to act crazy because of a woman. And then they do dumb things like this. Not surprised. So, hey, it is what it is. Now, Tucker has a lawyer, as does Don Lemon. They got the same guy, big Hollywood lawyer. He's going to get broken off a lot of money. He will get paid a lot of money because, okay, there's contracts involved, right? It ain't like a regular normally going to, to work. Okay, if you're working at Starbucks, something like that, ain't going to be no contract that says, hey, you'll be here for four You're getting like a certain amount of money per, they could fire you and then it's over with. If you got a contract though, and you got to get paid X amount for X amount of years and whatnot, okay. Now if you just let me go, you got to give me that money. You got to fulfill my contract. You got to buy me out. You got to do something. That's where the lawyer comes into play. Now I'm getting the rest of my contract money. I'm not. I, I, ain't, I ain't some kind of contributor getting paid here and there. I have a contract getting paid millions. I'm gonna get all my money, or at least the majority of it. Yes, I will. So we'll see how the whole thing goes. I'm I'm interested to see where Tucker um, lands. Same thing with Don Lemon. I'm very interested to see how, how it lands. They they could swap places. I wouldn't be surprised if Don went to Fox. I mean, because Fox has Fox is not the same as it was anymore. Fox has gone kind of woke too. Hiring Caitlyn Jenner was it for me. That that was a that that, that pretty much let me know what's going on. Caitlyn Jenner, a transgender, really. Whenever I watch Fox and I see Caitlyn Jenner on there, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, for real? Is this real life? We talk about how much the, the the trans and LGBT mafia is ruining society. And then you bring on this whole big six foot three decathlete. I'm Caitlyn Jenner. Come on, man. Be for real. Anyway, I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. That helped me out tremendously. We got a whole lot happening. Don Lemon, he's pretty much toast. But Don Lemon, that that was obvious to see what was going on with him. The writing was on the wall for him. He had been having issues. But to defend Don a little bit, I think he was set up. You see, it was easy to fire Chris Cuomo, Brian Stelter, all the rest of them. Because you got white males, right? Straight white males, allegedly. It's easy to fire them, but then when you got an LGBT black man, oh, now it's a little bit different. Now we're talking about discrimination and racism and things of that nature. You fire me, I'm going to call you racist. I'm going to call you um, a homophobe and whatnot. So I think they had to come up with a way to make it look like they had to fire him and there was no other alternative. There was no other choice they may want to go a different direction and go more conservative and not have these um, leftist guys on there and they want to clean house and rebrand. That could be what they want to do, but they got to make the general public believe that there was more to it, that it wasn't just about them trying to go a different direction and they can't have any allegation of racism. So I think it was a setup. The first thing was, a, was a demotion. Don Lemon had a primetime show called Don Lemon Tonight for many years. Eight o'clock, right on CNN. Then he was demoted to a daytime show with Caitlin Collins and Poppy Harlow. It's like, huh? That's kind of weird. I knew right then he was pretty much toast. I'm surprised he didn't get fired right there. But then again, part of the setup. They knew Don Lemon had a problem with women. And what I mean by that is he did not get along with women. Some, not all, but some gay dudes have that problem. They don't like women. And it's just like other women. They kind of like women that can't get along with women. Again, not all, but some have an issue with other women. And that's Don Lemon. From the very beginning, when he first came to CNN 17 years ago, or 14 years ago, however long it was, he was getting into little uh, spats with uh, Soledad O'Brien and, um, Nancy, Grace, all these people. He does not get along with women. So they had him on a show by himself. It was all good. It was fine. You bring on male guests. Had a show by himself. No female co-hosts. It was all good. I'm getting money on prime time. I'm the face of the network to a certain extent. But then when they went to change course, after Jeff Zucker is out and then Chris Licht, the new CEO, comes in. Let's demote you from the prime time to the morning with two female co-hosts. So, of course, right after he gets demoted, he and the co-host are getting into problems. they get getting into trouble. He's arguing with the girls, cussing at her. One girl starts crying. Of course, because Don Lemon does that. He did that from the beginning. They know his pattern. So they set him up. They knew he would be getting into the fights. They knew he would be cussing. You got one. You got not one, but two females right here. That's what happened, in my opinion. So then it's like, okay, we're gonna take that. We're gonna we're gonna write that down. We're gonna note that. Made, made the girl cry. He was cussing. You're gonna you gonna know all that. And then you get interviews that are gonna be controversial. The Vermont Swami interview that might have been a nail in the coffin. Talking about don't whatever your are racist, playing to me about being the black man in America. That was the issue. And then the whole thing about um also uh issue with women, the whole thing about Nikki Haley, past her prime and all this and that, and the third, all those things add up to we're gonna fire you. That's what it is. So when it comes time for court action and discrimination lawsuits, oh no, 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 no. See, look, going all the way back to two thousand and, and and 12, he was arguing with this woman and that woman and, and that woman. He made her cry, didn't really care. He was a diva on the set. He was uh, calling guys all kind of racial slurs. They're going to talk about all of that. But they knew that from the beginning. They're getting themselves ready for the court action, in my opinion. Because, again, the demotion was the first step. If you're going to demote a guy from a primetime slot, go ahead and fire him. It's like if you were to demote Tucker from the primetime slot, why would you take Tucker off of the primetime slot and put him on the daytime? For what? I've been here for 10 years or whatever. You demote me now? Go ahead and fire me. But they want to set the whole thing up, get everything in motion, get get our documentation, paperwork, paper trail, all that ready. That's pretty much what's going on. Yep. So we'll see where he lands. Is he going to go to Fox? Is he going to go to uh, like an MSNBC? We'll see how it goes. But I think it was very coincidental. They got fired or the news broke on the same day about Tucker and Don Lemon. But we'll see how the whole thing goes. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. And then what else we got going on? Oh, Uh, speaking about Disney, so Disney is suing Ron DeSantis. Um, this has been a lot of back and forth. So Disney is suing DeSantis because they want to control a certain part of the park. Um, I think there was a deal where they could control that, but now it's kind of going back to the state. Um, there was a talk from DeSantis talking about what we could put a state park right there or a state prison right there. We could do whatever we want to do since it's ours now under our control and no longer distance control. But it's a whole back and forth between DeSantis and Disney because of the whole uh, so-called Don't Say Gay Bill. That's the Prince of Rights and Education Bill. This bill, now law, prevents and eliminates um, inappropriate material from being shown to kids in the classroom. That shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be an issue to say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't show that book with all this graphic stuff like it's so graphic that if you were to see it you'd be blushing like if, if you were to try to show that to somebody it would be inappropriate if if you brought it to work and show your coworker you you would get a, a harassment charge they would call HR on you right away they would call HR right away on you it's totally inappropriate for anybody to show but yet they were showing it to little kids so the law makes sense, but Disney's former CEO, Bob Chapek, says that he opposes it. So Disney was kind of lobbying against Florida because it had this law out there or the bill that became law. So then it's like, OK, you want to play like that? How about we t- how about we take a, your 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 status away, your tax exempt status? Let's take that from you right now. You want to play? Let's play. So then it becomes back and forth. Let's take this from you. Let's sue you. Let's sue this. Let's sue that. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, people talking about it's a bad move because it's a lot of economic impact. Disney has. But it's like, yo, you know what? You can't be held hostage by these corporations. They bring a lot of money, a lot of jobs, whatever. But you can't just do whatever you want to do. You, you can't become bigger than the state or the will of the people. When I say state, I mean Florida. There are certain laws in Florida that the people vote on, that they want, you can't become bigger than that. And you can't, you can't try to control government from the corporate level. Now that does happen. We've seen that happen, right? Um, Go to other parts of the world, especially here it happens as well, but definitely other parts of the world, like Ukraine, it happens. Matter of fact, hold on. I have a video. I'll show you guys right quick before we get to the call. So, number to call 434-658-1220. I got a video for you guys that I want to show speaking about um, just that, speaking about um, other countries' corruption. And I think I have one video from your man specifically. What's his name? Um, Zelensky or about Zelensky. If I can find it, that'd be great. Um, hold on one second. I know I got that somewhere. I don't know where it's at, though. But I know I have it. I got to find it. Gotta, gotta, gotta find it. Um, oh, here it is. Perfect, perfect, perfect. There we go. There it is. Let's check it out right quick. I'll put it on the screen. According to you, you're saying that Zelensky um, uh, was told off
8: by Bill Burns about all his Zelensky's officials riding around in Kiev in new mercedes Benzes
9: and the like. The actual message, as I understood it, and uh, he was not alone on the trip. So the actual message, that is, there are other people from the community with him, intelligence community. The actual message to Zelensky was uh, the, gen- the bureaucrats and the generals are getting very angry at you because you're taking too much of the, of the scam. You know, You're taking a bigger cut. <laughs> and he was given a list of 35 people. That were involved in um, in uh, corrupt activities. Zelensky did f- fire ten people on the list: some generals and officers, and some civilian bureaucrats. Most of the agencies in the government that normally do con- contracting work normally do directly with a, a, a. Normally, you you do a contract with somebody supplying toilet paper. You'll contract the paper company. Everybody's gone to brokers everybody's now getting third parties involved because that increases the chance for money on the side. And the corruption there is just beyond belief. It always has been, and that doesn't change. And so that's all I was writing about.
0: There it is. There it is. Straight from um, your man over there, speaking about Zelensky and the corruption. We're not surprised at what's happening right there. We're not surprised. i got a few more clips for you guys before we get to the videos. I got one more, especially. This is about um, Joe Biden's re-election bid. Um, I didn't play the full thing. I might try to play that a little bit if I can. But, I mean, Biden running for re-election, you're already about to be 1,000 years old. Your 1,000th birthday is in November. You're going to hit that, that that centurion mark. It's a mess. It, it's, it's a whole big mess. Hold on. Let's put it up on the screen properly. It's a mess, but yet he has announced he's going to run. You know why he's going to run, in my opinion? It's because he, um, if he doesn't run, then it's like, okay, you're, you're pretty much admitting that you can't really, you're saying that you are weak right now. If you're a strong person, a strong president, you run again. If you're not strong, you say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'll be done right now. So it it was it was signal weakness, and uh, you couldn't really fundraise. So you got you got to fundraise, you got to get money and show strength. He's not really serious, though. I think ultimately he'll give it to Gavin Newsom to try to be the candidate. So here is some reactions to Biden um, saying he's going to run again.
10: This job, I know we can. What, what, what
11: job has he even started? you got to start a job before you finish it.
6: I don't really know what job he started. I don't think he knows what he's saying half the time. What would be a good campaign slogan for Joe Biden? I'm a, I am quit. There you go. That's one I like that. What would America look like if he does finish the
10: job? I see more war with China. Maybe turn the rest of America woke. Probably going to get our hands in Ukraine.
6: In his campaign video, Joe Biden shows a stack of books that he says have been banned by, quote, Niger extremists. Banning books. One of those books is called Lawn Boy, and in that book, it describes a scenario of two 10-year-old boys giving each other oral sex. You're calling people extremists who just don't want children to have access to books like that. What they're actually doing is grooming people. What do you think America looks like if he finishes the
12: job?
0: America doesn't look good. <laughs> there, there you go. So that is some of the reaction on the street. Now, let's hope we get the same motivation, the same energy when it comes time for the 2024 election, because he will run. I think that he won't get the nomination, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They might bring out Barack Obama. Big I mean, Michelle Obama, they might bring them out there. Bring out some of the big guns. Bring out um, uh, some of these celebrities that you may see every now and again, John Legend, all these random people. Bring them out there to help the campaign. Who knows? Is he even going to campaign? I heard there's going to be no primary debates. What kind of third world country, communist dictator, general, butt naked stuff is that? Crazy, right? But let's watch some of this clip right here. Sorry for the um, ear piercing. It's not my fault. Blame the white man. Blame Joe Biden for that. That's that's part of his video. So this is the uh, re-election video. It's showing January 6th, I suppose. Yeah. So right away, talking about J6 and abortion. That's all they got to offer. Um, Orange man bad and kill your baby.
10: Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term. To fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red revolution. To protect our rights. To make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you've paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote.
0: I mean, these are things that we know are lies, but the general public, your mouth breathers, your normies don't know any better.
10: When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom.
0: Um, fun fact, he'll be 82 in 2024. He's 80 years old right now. He turned 80 in November in 2022. This year, he would be 81. 2024, he be 82 years old. If he was to become the president again, which he won't, but if he was to become the president again in 2024, he'd be 86 at the end of the term, 86 years old. He's already pretty much got two feet in at 80, 86. I mean, good night.
10: More rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be. And I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election because I know America.
0: So there's more. There's more. I ain't going to play the whole thing for you guys. It's like another minute left in it, another uh, minute and a half left in it. That, but that's pretty much what it is. So is this guy right here, is that is that the guy you want to be the president again? Talking about paw. I mean, you're you pretty much a whole mummy right now, uh, Um, an animated mummy running around, well, shuffling around, and stumbling, stumbling, bumbling, carrying on at 80 years old. 86 years old, man, you're pretty much going to be on the bed laying down, man. So that ain't really going to cut it. That's not really going to cut it at all. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, all that good stuff. Super chats, so I can read those right quick. Let me get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I will get to the calls in just one moment. Y'all, please hang tight for me. Super chats, let's get to them. Thank you to Dutch Schaefer who says, Just because I pay my debts on time and work hard to have good credit, I'm being penalized. When those who have bad credit are rewarded, what's going on with this country? Appreciate all you do, ABO. You are a patriot. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Kaius Posthumus for being a member. And he also says, the average two-bedroom house in San Francisco may go up to a million. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Thank you to Triage716 who says, the U.S. spent years fighting communism only to become a liberal, dumb version of it. Exactly. I saw that somewhere. Like, we, we were fighting... USSR for many years only to become a liberal, dumb version of it. We are the USR right now, or we're trying to become that. We're doing our best to become the USSR, only a woke, ridiculous, dumb version of it. But he continues. Eventually their plan is to run global digital currency like the CCP when people eventually submit. Thank you to Kairos happy birthday uh, to the first lady of the United States, Melania Trump. Yes, happy birthday to Melania Trump. The best ever. Okay, Joe Biden could never. Big Mike could never. Uh, Melania Trump is the most beautiful vice president, not vice president, the most beautiful first lady ever. Ever. It is what it is. Thank you to no white guilt who says, oh boy, the educational system has gone to the dogs. Great job as always, A.B. thank you for that, man. Appreciate you. Thank you to Michael Critchlow who says, Congrats on being blocked by on Twitter by Jalen Rose. We're like a badge of honor. I, hey man, I will for sure. Thank you for the super chat. Uh thank you to Boat versus Winshield who says, source uh W-I-O-N India. Zelensky is buying Putin's diesel through a third country with Biden dollars to fuel the Ukraine tanks. <laughs> Not surprised. I mean, at a certain point you got to get gas. So it's like, what are we gonna do? You're, you're, you got a gas station right there next door, a big gas station. Why would you go? On your elbow to get to your high parts, it don't make no sense. Thank you to Michael Richelow who says, "Would Candace Owens accept Tucker's time slot?" Um, that's a good question. Maybe if I was her, I wouldn't because she has her own thing going on right now with um uh, Daily Wire. Like I would stay there because, like people always ask me all the time, "Do you want to go on Fox? Do you want to be on TV?" No, I rather would be independent, doing my own thing because I can make my own money. I have more control over myself. YouTube, there are certain things you got to do, certain little restrictions. But even on YouTube, I can I can pretty much say whatever I want. Even if not on YouTube.com, I can I, I got my own website. I could do whatever. But if you're on television, you got to do what they want you to do. I'd rather have freedom. I mean, for me to go to Fox, it's got to be a bit bad. They can't really afford. So I don't really see the purpose. I've always been the kind of guy that walk to the beat of my own drum. Self-employed, 16 years. Self-employed, 16 years. I'm before YouTube. I've been here so long being self-employed. Like when I was first getting started with my self-employment journey, Google Mail just came out. I got my email address in like 2005. I remember remember getting it because I was on this um, online forum. I remember, I remember a guy had got it and I was like, why do you have that kind of email? Like, it was weird. It was different. This is like during the Yahoo days, AOL email days. When Gmail first came out, I got it. So, if you go to my page, it'll say member, however many, many years. Well, I got this account way, way, way long, long time ago before I put out one YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? So, more of the story is, for me to go on Fox or somewhere like that, it, it it doesn't make much sense. And I think she may be the same way, but I could be wrong. But versus Winston, thank you for your super chat, says, maybe Tucker talked to Elon for a long time and private for a long time too. What if Elon made him an offer he couldn't refuse? What, to, to do what though? To work at Twitter? I mean, I don't know. But see, I don't think, even if Tucker was to to accept an offer from Elon Musk, he wouldn't just leave like that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't just leave people like that. You know, you got fans, people that watch you all the time, people that love you. You wouldn't just bounce and not say anything. You see what I'm saying? But if you're just talking about in general, like um, if there was an offer there, like, okay, Tucker's gone from Fox. And it was not his choice. What if Elon gave him an offer? It's possible. Belfast Winshaw also says we had to keep cigarette companies from from promoting the children. I remember that. Uh, Trans is a product that makes the industrial medical complex billions. Very similar. Correct. Also, Biden.com is still up and still funny and true. Right on. Right on. Right on. Alrighty, You guys are fantastic tonight as always. Time for the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Do not be afraid to call if if there's an email in the description for Skype. If it doesn't work right, don't blame me. Y'all know the blame. Blame the white man. Alrighty. Let's go ahead and get rocking. Yeah, it's a job, but personally, you know, I like to be independent. I like to do my own thing. I don't like to be kind of up under somebody's thumb. That's just that's just me though. You know what I mean? But some people, but everything ain't for everybody. Being self-employed, it 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 could be a pain. It could be a pain. It could be kind of um, it could be kind of uh Stressful. You know, you not you never know what you're gonna do month to month. You have the security of a job for as long as you have it. We see that it's not foolproof. You you have a job for a long time and then you don't have it anymore. Then it's like, okay, what's what's going on? Nine one eight in the line I'm gonna speak it to. Nine one eight.
13: Hey. Yeah. Hey, what's up, baby? yo it's baby all good, Josh, man. Oh my doing, buddy. It's all good. All right, cool, cool. Man, there's a lot of talk about. That's for, that's for sure. All kinds of crazy stories going on this week, but I'll stick to one. I'll stick to the uh, Tucker the Carlson story. And there is something really shady going on with that. And... Like whenever, whenever the Paul Pelosi story came out, them getting hit and hit the hammer, I I called in and I said, man, there's more holes in that story than my old pair underwear, and this is even worse, you know, with with Tucker, you know, I mean, and I watched your video earlier about the uh, the Vanity Fair article and about that whole scenario, hey, it's, it's possible. I mean, at this point, I don't doubt anything. So I'm just going to say, I mean, I don't, I don't think we'll ever learn the whole truth, but I think what Tucker's going to do is probably take some time off and then go off and do his own thing, like Joe Rogan, you know, and have his own podcast. And um, he's got the money to do it, you know, and and he'll make the money. So, but that's that's my take for the night. I'll leave it at that. I don't, I mean, there's a lot more things I want to comment on, but I don't want to take it. Your time. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you.
13: All right. Love you, dude. Love the people in the chat and everyone that calls
0: in. Yeah. Great show as always. I I appreciate you. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Yeah, man. Let's 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 get better. Let's let's get healthy. You know, let's let's get healthy. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. But shout out to my man for the call, but let's get healthy. All right. 619, you're on line. My speaker, too. 619.
14: Hey, ABL. This is T from Crummy, California. How are
0: you? I'm <laughs> well about yourself.
14: <laughs> Alive, thank God. That's right. Um, I, I I watch your show all the time. Unfortunately, um, my workout times are usually scheduled when you're on, so I have to come back and watch it later. But um, I stuck around later to catch it tonight. Um, there's so much going on. It, it's just ridiculous how much stuff we could talk about, you know, everybody could call in and it's just crazy what's going on. Um, but California is out of control. I'll tell you right now, I live out here. I don't care what anybody else says. I am telling you, take it from somebody who's living out here. This is a horrible place.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've I've heard as much,
14: I know everybody talks about Chicago and New York. It's all the same. It's all the same. I'm in San Diego. I'm in the San Diego area, and let me tell you, it's becoming Los Angeles. And uh, they're going to make sure of it, for sure. I mean, today they came out with some new bill, believe it or not, that they're actually going to punish people who own homes out here and rent to others. Um, they're going to make them where, if, let's say you're renting a house out to somebody, and you decide, you know, I'm going to go ahead and sell my house. I don't want to rent it anymore. So you're going to give somebody a no-fault you know, to move out kind of thing, because you want to sell your home. Um, well now they pass this bill as of today that, um, the landlord, the owner will have to pay that person. They're moving out three months of rent and help their entire move to a new place. Can you believe that?
0: Okay. So wait a minute, let's, let's, let's get, let's get it straight. So they got to pay that money under what circumstance
14: the landlord or owner of that house uh-huh. moving the tenant out because they want to sell the home, okay, or decided they're going to move back in it. They don't want to rent it anymore, or that they want to sell it. They have to pay that tenant three months of money plus help them move their stuff out of the house to their new place.
0: That's crazy. So just giving a notice, like you can't you can't just say, okay, I'm giving you fair warning. I'm giving you a notice that I'm going to sell. You've got to pay the Correct. person and help them move. That's crazy.
14: Correct. Correct. Even if you don't like the tenant, <laughs> you're having problems with that tenant. So you go to all this trouble to talk them out of moving out or whatever. You have to pay them three months in advance. Give them money. Plus, help them move out of there, get them a truck, whatever you got to do. It's crazy what they're doing to homeowners out here. It's nuts.
0: Yeah, that sounds crazy.
14: So, They pass that, and then just some of these council meetings, the stuff that they come up with is crazy. Like, there's so many of these green bike lanes, so they're shorting all the roads. Like, if you had a four-lane, they're making it a two-lane, you know, and giving it to bikes. And then people on the bikes are getting hit. They're getting run over. It's crazy. So everything they're doing out here is all falling along that agenda. You know, it, it's not making any sense. None of it's making any sense, but it's all part of this agenda going on, you know? Of course. So, uh, but I thought I'd share that with you because I just thought, how horrible. I mean, it's bad enough they're doing the equity thing now where you got good credit. You know, the credit thing that you were discussing last time, they're going to punish people, you know, for the good credit. But now they're going to punish you as a homeowner, or, you know, a landlord, period, if... Uh, you got to pay people to move out. It's crazy. I can't believe, I can't actually believe people out here go for that, but they do. They're nuts. I'm not originally from here. I'm from the South. And, uh, I came out here only for the military. And, uh, unfortunately I made a decision to stay and I should have never done that, but I did. Yeah. And I regret it. And this is a crazy place. So don't anybody vote for new even if he's going to run, You'd be crazy out of your mind. Do not support this guy. Whatever you guys hear, I don't care what you hear. If you don't live out here, you don't know. It's nuts. Absolutely. Anyway, thank you so much for what you do. And your, your callers uh, really shouldn't get drunk before they call in. It's, it gets a little <laughs> tacky.
6: Right. I understand. <laughs> but anyway.
14: Have a, good, have, a, have a good night, ABL.
0: Thank you for the call. appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, that's crazy. You gotta pay people, so you can't just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm moving. I'm giving you fair notice, giving you two, three months notice. You gotta pay them." So, I'm, i mean, I wonder, must you give them notice and pay them, and help them move out? That's crazy. It's totally crazy. That's that. That's that squatter culture type stuff going on. Six, seven, eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, sir. This is Jim. All righty. What's going on? Well,
15: I think that, uh, well, I love you, ADL, but I think that most people don't realize the power of the central banks. Right on. Yeah, they have bought almost every asset, real asset in the world. So, they don't need paper dollars of any kind. And so, uh, look, it's all about power and and uh, steering people towards their new world order. That's what it's about.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. We're seeing that happening every every day, pretty much. And day by day, you're losing more and more civil liberties, and we're headed toward this this thing where the bankster is really able to just do what they want to do.
15: Absolutely. And um, I would say, come out of her, my people. That's the word, the father's word. We need to get back in line with him and forget about, even if we've amassed millions or billions of dollars in our life here, we have got to get back to the father because we're going back to the father and uh, we know who the judge is here.
0: Right on. Absolutely.
15: Yeah. So but the thing is, like, I know people have become comfortable in the, here in America and um, Western societies, uh, but... It doesn't matter. You got to be with the father Claim who you're with and go with it. Forget all this money stuff and trying to get a more things. You better forget even internet or anything. Get back to the father. That's
0: really my message. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right, great call. Shout out to him. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all the good stuff. 9 on the line, how much we could do.
16: Oh hello. You're speaking to a fifteen day old glass of juice.
0: We'll <laughs> <laughs> really
16: use that one once. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, okay. But the San Diego lady that just called in. Well, I just read that I'm in California also, that they're going to start a pilot program starting in San Diego, where taxing every mile you drive about four to six cents per mile. And they say that'll roughly be $600 a person. If you drive on the average, like 15,000 a mile, I mean a year.
0: Okay. So So how um, how, how, how does that work is, I mean... Are they going to put a tracker on your car? Are you going to have to report your 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 mileage every six months? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I
16: don't know. I can't <laughs> wait to see. But they said they're using our tax money to start studying this, and that San Diego would be the first place, and it'll spread. And the intention is for it to be across the whole U.S. today. Like, okay, you know, ah, well, there is a petition. I look it up somewhere. There's a petition you can sign online, saying, you know, knock it off. We don't want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. But um, ugh, just uh, we're just getting it bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. So is it is that only for gas powered vehicles?
16: Well, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear any details about uh, it. Yeah, I that's, just was reading it in the in the paper. That yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. plan, and I have a feeling they're going to do it unless we all band together.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely, got to band together and stop that from happening.
16: Yeah, because something you know, because then it'll be everywhere after that. So um, anyway, that's all. Uh, I just wanted to say
0: that. Well, thank you th- thank Enjoy you for the call.
16: show. I'm enjoying
0: the show. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Okay.
16: Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. It's like at a certain point, do you even own a car? So if you're going to get charged to operate your own car, do you own it? That's like renting a U-Haul where you rent it for X amount and then you get charged per mile. That's what happens. And you got to gas it up at the end. So how is it different than just renting a U-Haul? You pay more money for it, I suppose, and you got to put money down. That's crazy. That's that's totally nuts. Yeah, and then the gas is high on top of that. So you, you got taxes baked into the gas, taxes baked into the actual cost of the vehicle to purchase it, high interest rates to purchase a vehicle and get a loan, a car loan, and then it charges you per mile? Like, what in the world? Hey, I guess you got to own nothing and be happy, I suppose, right? 773, you don't know how to. am speaking to. Hello? Yes, can you hear me?
3: Oh, yes, I can. ABL.
16: Hi, thank you. My name is Belinda. My daughter and I love listening to you. And I'm in Alpharetta. And if you're anywhere near Windward by McGinnis Ferry Road, I'd love to invite you out for dinner sometime. Your show is awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks And the call. I'm not a drunk caller, <laughs> and I am very sober.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, I I, know I'm always, I'm always in Atlanta. I'm always out that way. So I may take you up on that.
16: Awesome. Yeah. Just, I don't know how to contact you though, but.
0: Well, the best way is always email.
16: (laughs) Okay. I can do that because I think you would, you know, my husband and I would have a really good conversation with you and we would like to really treat you to a nice dinner.
0: Right on. Sounds good to me.
16: Thank you. Bye.
0: I know. All right. Shout out to the caller let's go to uh, 859 you do gonna learn how much pikachu
4: hey
11: hello abo i love the show i'm I'm actually liking it but also i was going to ask for your opinion buddy see i think with the whole carl tuckerson and don lemon thing not a fan of don lemon carl tuckerson is okay i guess you know they have some ups and downs you know what they will make a lot more better money doing podcasting am i right or am i wrong you put him on youtube bro he would be just just as big as pewdiepie or mr beast or like maybe close to it maybe like third or fourth
0: yeah he'd be pretty big definitely i think he'd be big um but i think a lot of his audience is also on television a lot of the older audience is going to watch tv kind of passively so i think he could really just do whatever he wants he could go do podcasts yeah he could do youtube yeah. he could do
11: whatever with joe rogan and you man i like stuff like you being joe rogan and temple because you guys are authentic these mainstream media nor- news organizations like fox news and cnn they're not authentic how many times they probably told Carl tuckerson or don lemon not to say that opinion think about it bro
0: right yeah you're right about that you know
11: if you notice that you don't hear about don lemon talking about the whole um Budweiser controversy, right? He might have a maybe a conservative opinion, and somebody who's head up said, Do not say that opinion. Mm, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. And you know, these are text messages from, from Carl Tuckerson of him criticizing Donald Trump. I mean, there's not a lot of things. Like, as a Trump supporter, as you're a Trump supporter, I used to be a Trump supporter in 2016. There's some things about Trump I like and some things that I didn't like
0: about him. Right. Exactly. I mean, Exactly. people I've, I I've, I've yeah i've heard that same thing tucker was saying from people that are really uh prominent people people that are big trump supporters say the same thing just because you may have voted for trump or you may like him does not mean he's free from criticism so that that wasn't really a big deal to me
11: oh definitely and you know what i, I guarantee you there's something that he had a different opinion on and and his bosses don't say it and it's the truth I want these guys to do podcasting because I want them to expose these news organizations as corrupt, narcissistic billionaires controlling things. That's right. And I and, and, and it will be a war against mainstream media and independent media, bro. That's how it is, and that's how I see it. You know. Absolutely. Hey, and a good thing is, and the good thing is, Abo, I love your show, man. You had a drunk caller. I'm a 420 kind of caller. Okay. Much well done.
0: I'm going, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Sweet, bro. All right. Shout out to the call. Great call. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. But, yeah, I mean, anybody can get criticized. I don't care who it is. It could be your grandmama, anybody. You know, just because you say a thing that is not 100% positive does not mean you hate the person. I mean, at a certain point, you're just being honest. And that's fine. Like, I may put a video out that you guys may not like 100%, but that's okay. It's fine. That's just how it is sometimes. You're not going to always agree with everything. All right. <laughs> Michael, as far as it says, Trump likes steaks well done, don't like that. Yeah. If you like steaks well done, man, that's going to be that's gonna be a little bit of an issue right there, man. I need you to get your steaks a little bit more, a little bit more pink in the middle. I need to get that, get that little, that that red. The, the red flavor in there. We can't, we can't be doing the whole um, uh, shoe leather. That's that's not what we're going to do today. Let's keep on rocking here. 615, You on line. Who am I speaking to?
8: What's going on, ABL, man? It's Boomer, man. How you doing?
0: It's all good, man. What's happening?
8: Man, I'm enjoying the show tonight. It's a good show you got going
0: on, man. I appreciate that. Thank you.
8: Yeah, buddy. So, uh, you know how everybody's got that little hell? Uh, like everybody's got that little cousin, like little Tay Tay or little Jeffrey or, or somebody like little Junebug. Somebody that needs to go sit down somewhere. Like, dude, will you please stop? You're doing too much, man. You, you're talking too much. You're running around too much. You need to go sit down somewhere, right? Absolutely. That is Anthony Fauci, dude. When you showed me that video earlier, I was doing stuff, but I was watching the show, and man, can this dude please go, on? just just go somewhere? I thought he, re- did, did this dude not retire? I thought he went somewhere. I thought he like retired or something. Did he not retire?
0: I, I thought he did, too. I thought he was done, but uh, apparently not. He's back on TV for some reason.
8: <laughs> man, he cannot. It's like, dude please, like a cockroach, will you please (laughs) go go somewhere in a cave, get in a cave somewhere with your old self. We are so over you. And he just, it's the same thing, man. It's just, uh, and they always hit him with, uh, what what did he say? That lady hit him with, uh, you told everybody to not buy the mask because it ain't going to work. But then he goes, no, 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 I only said it because, Oh, uh, I didn't want y'all to go out and buy the mask because we needed it in the hospital. Yeah. Then why did you? Why did you say something in the first place, fool? Right. Exactly. Why, he like, he like jumped the gun and like, it's so stupid. It's embarrassing to even talk about. It. This is so even this conversation we're having is so dumb. But but we know we know what's going on. But it's like, dude, why did you even say something first? Why why didn't you just sit down somewhere and and let what y'all were trying to plan pandemic happen and let it do what it was going to do and then say, oh, hey, hey, uh, now y'all need to go get some masks. But what did he do? He jumped out the gate. Y'all need to get a mask, 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 mask. Then it was, oh, don't buy no mask. Oh, you don't even worry about it because we need them in the hospitals. And then it was, Oh my goodness! Y'all might want to put two masks on. Matter of fact, once you rip up your old Def Leppard t-shirt and put some rubber bands in it and put it over top of your little your your first mask, and then do that, and then oh, that ain't gonna work. Once you put three masks on, dude, it was it was so dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. It was dumb. 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 And now here it is, dude. How many years are we into this? Oh, is it three years or it's four years, years now?
0: We're, we're like we're going it on. it It's been three, four years now. We're in year number four. <laughs>
8: oh my goodness, dude! Good, good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
12: we're
8: going on four years of the same, the same garbage, dude. This is so dumb. It just don't make no sense, man. It is what it is, man. Fauci is like a uh, I don't know, man. He he for real. I, if Fauci was my uncle, I would be ashamed, man. I would I would not talk to him at Christmas time. I would not talk to that dude at the Thanksgiving table. If that was my uncle, I'd be like, Man, can y'all put this dude somewhere? Can y'all put this dude in the litter box in his room? <laughs> Do something, you know? It's a it's a mess, dog. It's it is a straight up mess. But uh I just want to leave y'all with this, man. Uh, Tucker Carlson is going to kill it wherever he goes. Yes. Uh, I don't believe – I don't. I, I know everybody's – I know y'all joking around going, oh, will he go to CNN? No. You know why he won't go to CNN? Why's that? Because we we will cancel him, dude. If that dude goes to CNN, we will cancel him so bad. Just like Bud Light. You, I think Bud Light is like the one – Finally, and I hope that everybody stands strong. And I got some friends of mine that are like hunters. They hunt, man. And they're like, No, man, I love Bud Light. I love Bud Light. And I'm like, No, you need to kill it. Kill it, dog. No, 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 no. This is the one. This is the one spot that has been given to us to make a point. And I think it's working. I think it is working. And there's only a couple of guys who are like, no, man, I ain't going to mess around, man. I like my bud a lot, dude. Whatever, man. Do whatever y'all want to do. But hey, stop transiting the kids. Ain't nobody got time for all that. Get these nasty books out of these libraries. Ain't nobody got time for that. And just stick to what we got going on. Hopefully, Trump. Okay. Once again, I, I know I'm going and going, but Trump needs to get up off the DeSantis, man. I wish he would move on from DeSantis, stop talking about DeSantis, this, 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 and this. He needs to talk about what Biden has done and what Biden is, is doing and use that for 2024, right? So I'm going to leave you with that, man. Uh, Trump 2024, hopefully get up off the DeSantis. Biden is garbage it's all this is all trash, man. <laughs> thank you for uh taking my call tonight, man. This is an awesome show tonight, man. Thank you. And thank you again, ABL, for red pilling me, man. Cause I was just a normie dude that didn't know nothing about nothing. And then one day, I don't even know what happened, but I don't know where you just came across my feed on YouTube. It was either YouTube or Instagram, and I listened to what you had to say. And it blew my mind. And that took me down this rabbit hole that was so long that I'm still falling down that mug. <laughs> so I really appreciate it, man. So appreciate JBL, man. Thanks for taking my call, brother. I'm a holler. At
0: you. Thank you for the call, man. Hey. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Shout out to Boomhauer, Great call. Hey I'm, I'm glad I could be there for you, man. Glad I could be the the awakener. You know, I, I take pride in being able to do that. So shout out to you, boss. I appreciate you. All right, let's go to uh, let's let's go for on you online. Who am I speaking to? Hey Anthony, it's uh Greg from Wilder, Wacky Atlanta. How you doing, sir? I'm um, well, how about yourself? Well, uh, I haven't gotten shot, stabbed,
12: raped, blessed, carjacked, or uh, anything else bad. So it's been a pretty good day.
0: <laughs> Sounds good to me.
12: <laughs> yeah. So Biden announced yesterday that he's running for president again. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not shocked at all. You knew that was coming, you know? Oh, of course. He's not done wrecking the country, so he's got four more years to do it.
0: <laughs> right.
12: <laughs> Adolf Hitler said in uh, 19, uh, I think it was 1940 or so, give me four years and you won't recognize Germany again. And that's right. After four years of bombing, we didn't recognize Germany yeah, again. I sure didn't. So, <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, man, it's, uh, <laughs> wow, a lot of crazy shit going on here. Oh, sorry, no, it says curse. I'm sorry I slipped up there. It's all good. Anyway, I remember back in September of last year when you were talking about uh, Dark Brandon, you know, in his speech <laughs> on September 1st of last year, he gave this big speech, you know, up in, uh, what was it, Washington?
0: Um, I think so.
12: yeah. Anyway, well, September 1st of last year was the 83rd anniversary of Hitler's invasion of Poland. Kind of a strange date to have a speech like that. And with the dark red lighting in the background flanked by two Marines and screaming and going on to this Hitlerian kind of rant against uh, ultra-Mega people. You know, that was crazy. So I wrote a comment on your video and also on Mr. Reagan's video about uh, Josef Goebbels' uh, propaganda speech from... um, eighteenth, nineteen forty-three. This total war speech at the Berlin Sport Palace, <clears throat> where they had people that were carefully vetted, I and mean, radical Nazis were there at the speech, you know. And and Goebbels is saying, uh, "Do you want total war?" And everybody's saying, "Yeah, you know, Sieg Heil, you know, total war, this and that." And and so I left a comment about that, and this is sixteen days after the Germans surrendered at Stalingrad on February second, nineteen forty-three, and. I left the comment and they took it down. YouTube took it down three times, both on your channel and also on Mr. Rego's channel. Mm. So they do like to censor top um, comments that they don't really agree with.
0: Well, I see, I see that for sure.
12: Yeah. So it really pissed me off. I did it again just to see, you know, I'm like, I, I know they took it down and they did. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't really like the way they censor com, you know, comments, but then again, they're communists. So what do you expect? But anyway, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but uh, I do have a special word from uh, Joe Biden wants to make a comment to you. Hang on one second.
10: If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's worried about who you're going to vote for. Now you're going to go for Trump, you know. Right right on. So anyway, you be safe. Take care. And I'll talk to you
0: next Wednesday. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. See you. Bye. All right, shout out, shout out to the call. That was a great call, coming from Wadawaki, Atlanta. And you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff.
17: Seven, seven, three, the alarm I'm
0: speaking to. ABL,
17: it's retired Chicago police officer friend. How you doing? Well, how about yourself? You know, uh, I just wanted to make a point uh, with the caller that said about taxing every mile that you drive in California. ABL, they can easily uh, they can easily do that because in California, I believe you have uh, yearly uh, emissions tests or uh, you know a, a vehicle safety tests. You write down uh, you had ten thousand miles this year. You came in again next year. You had uh, you know twenty five thousand miles. You lost for the, the remainder of the of the mileage, and they can that's what uh, you know a bankrupt state is trying to get their hand in your pocket. And they're just trying to figure out another way to get another, make another penny here and there. And this is why California is the number one state that people are leaving, followed by New York State that people are leaving, followed by Illinois that people are leaving. Because, you know, uh, how much can you tax people that work? I mean, you know, it's one thing to do your duty and try to pay your taxes because the government needs money to work. And it's another thing to have them squander and waste your money on ridiculous programs and everything else and and pretty much just have the money stolen and and not even go to the programs. It's stolen by all the periphery bureaucracy around the programs and they just stuffed their pockets. We need the $14 million to do a study about spending $140 million. It's a little ridiculous. Then my other point, uh, ABL, I'd love to get your opinion on this. You know, Don Lemon, uh, you know, and Tucker Carlson, I-, I believe the media nowadays really wants to control everything that you hear and see. Regardless on what side of the fence you're on, and uh, you know I don't like Tucker uh, uh, Don Lemon either. But the thing is, any of these independent commentary uh, commentators, any of these independent people thinkers, that they don't, they really can't control what these people say. They want to get rid of because I believe they want to control every word that you hear in the media and in the news the news has been corrupted by you know not only the left but just corrupted by we have the information and we want to control what you hear and how you act and what we do and you know left or right conservative or or uh or liberal I believe they want to control what you hear and and, and what you hear from the media. So let's get rid of these independent thinkers. I think you're right, ABL, that, you know, you're better off independent doing what you're doing. Okay? they might want to call somebody like you who is very popular million subscribers, which means you probably have three million viewers because not everybody subscribes. You know, they want to take these people like you and Joe Rogan. They'd like to take you under their wing so they can kind of control what you do and what you say. And you're better off doing what you're doing in the format that you're doing it at. You're making a living. They would throw 10 times the money that you make today. They would throw at you to come under their wing. But then along with that, we control your content. You're not independent. And I believe that's what happened to Tucker Carlson and to Don Lemon. I believe, you know, I don't like Don Lemon, but he has an independent point of view and they don't want that. I'm wondering what you think about that. Thanks for listening to me and I'll listen to what you have to say about that. If anything, ABL. and I'll talk to everybody later.
0: Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. Nah, yeah, he's right on point. They definitely, um, I think that's the same thing that happened with Don Lemon and Tucker, where they they take you and they control your voice to a certain extent. You can't say certain things. You got to stay with the, you gotta stay in the lines. Tucker was talking about how he regrets saying certain things. Like he defended the Iraq war when that happened. And it's like, wow, why did I do that? He, lo- he looks around himself and he sees what the media has become and he was part of it. And I don't want to be part of the machine having to do what they tell me to do, which could be beyond what I really want to do. I want to have an independent voice and give you guys honest opinions all the time. Never compromised. Money is money. You know, I didn't have money, lost money. It's not that big of a deal to me. I wouldn't sell my soul for no big bag of money. And like I was saying earlier, the bag of money that I would want, if I was to do something like that, they couldn't even afford it. So it's not even really worth me even going down that road. And it's like, the, the kind of money that I would want, it'd be like I could change the whole world, <laughs> you know, I, but I'm not, that they're not going to be able to do that. So where I am is where I'm best at. You know, people have uh, accused me before of being envious of those on television. Nah, I kind of pity them that are on TV because they make a lot of money. They do well for themselves to take care of them, to take care of their families, but they have their opinions heavily restricted by those that control the money that they get. So it's one of those things. Now, of course I'm on YouTube and the social media platforms. I gotta watch what I say to a certain extent, but nowhere near the way it is when you're getting those big bags of money on television. Nowhere near that. Five zero four, don't allow going to speak it to. Hey ABL, it's, it's, a, it's Alien Spaceship. All right, man, what's happening?
4: For a second there, I heard myself, so that's why I paused for a second. Oh, it's all good. It's all good now. Right. Okay, so um, I saw recently that in Chicago, there was a Lutheran church, and they are having a a drag queen come in and teach them about drag queen stuff. Isn't that blasphemous?
0: That's what it sounds like to me. Absolutely. That shouldn't be going on in church.
4: Yeah, and I understand what you were saying, how you usually say how you... Uh, you're suspicious of churches and stuff. And I could definitely see like now with there's many churches that are definitely doing evil things.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, I know there's a lot of good churches out there, a lot of small churches that are do that are still doing well, but a lot of churches have gone woke just the same as a lot of other industries have. And it's really a shame.
4: Right. Exactly. And there are good churches, of course, and in different Christian denominations and Also, and I agree with uh, the Chicago cop that uh, was just calling in and what you were saying about how it's important to have your own platform and be independent because, you know, like the other people are puppets on a string, but you and I are not because we're, you know, we say what we want to say on our own platforms.
0: Right. Right on.
4: Yeah. And also, I do agree about how a lot of these new policies that are coming through have to do with uh, communistic uh, policies that they're trying to implement. And as I said before, it reminds me of like the earlier days of the USSR with Lenin, because they had a lot of woke policies. And Putin sometimes talks about it like they would have parent one and parent two, like kind of like how they have gender neutral people. They had that over there. And although like they became more like culturally conservative, they're still communists. But yeah, we have a very uh, crazy version of it. And yeah, because they're trying to make everybody equally poor, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's the whole thing. They don't want um, those of us that are on the ground to have any kind of differences. They want us to all kind of be the same. But those mm-hmm. that are at the top, those that run the whole game, they have all the money. It's Animal Farm. It's the same old thing. Same old, same old um, ideas just brought back to 2023. Exactly.
4: And another thing is the problem with the race. You see, I was reading that the in russia and the european countries everybody's white so it was a little bit difficult in america with the to get them riled up but they did it through race like they try to do it by dividing the different races against each other and you could see the big corporations going along with this like you were talking about uh the nba you know like the basketball and whatnot they were uh going woke and i noticed and you you know show that how they make like the black person look real soft, like they can't handle being like uh, they always have to cause things and stuff, and they're making really black people look soft, and that's not true with all, with a lot of black people though
0: yeah, it's all part of an agenda, really, just trying to you know emasculate males, just trying to engineer society mm-hmm. from their own point of view, and I think people just need to have more freedom rather than being kind of engineered by higher powers
4: exactly exactly and I do think a lot of the, uh, the banks and different things are, you know, it's all like connected together where they're trying to uh, control the food supply. Like I talk about, they control the country and the people. And yeah, I, I think with the college they wanted to get people to go to colleges. So I think they would get into a lot of debt. And I think that was one of the things that they wanted to try to uh, get people into poverty. What do you think?
0: Well, the whole thing with college, they just trying to, a lot of the you know academics trying to fund themselves through the student loan debt. So the, the kids mm-hmm. go to the college, they take out a lot of debt, the college makes a lot of money, the federal government making money, mm-hmm. everybody's making money off of these poor kids that probably shouldn't even be in college. Exactly. You know, Um. yeah, I just,
4: I do things with my family and stuff and I didn't do college. I just kind of, you know, like, like you, being like, doing my own business, you know, that's kind of like what I was interested in and that's what I still do. And, you know, I'm glad I didn't go to college. And I eventually came across you during the Trump election. And um, that's how I got to meet all you lovely people. And, you know, I'm glad that I chose this path instead of the college path.
0: Right on. Absolutely.
4: Right. And also, you know, and I do think that, you know, these these things, a lot of the people are not understanding it. You know, a lot of people probably will vote for Biden, but do you think a lot of people have been red-pilled because of the high inflation, or you think a lot of people are not awake yet?
0: Some have, but I can't really quantify how many. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, okay, you know, if anything, that the red pill should have came a few, few years earlier, but maybe it happened this time, too. Maybe they voted for Biden and thought that thing is kind of go back to how they felt Obama was, although it wasn't good, clearly, but things are not good the way they thought that it might be, so they might have red-pilled some people.
4: Right. And I want to make very clear that the when they raise taxes on wealthy people or people that are landlords or whatever, and the people think they got one over them, they just raise the prices of everything. And then the people could hardly afford anything. It just makes them more poor. It really just makes the rich richer, really.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. All right. All right. Um, Thank you for taking my call. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Alright, great call. Shout out to my man for the call. Alien spaceships. Let's do some more here. Eight zero one, you're in the line, who am I speaking to?
18: So what's up, baby? Oh, This is Mecca. Hey, right, so all right, man. Check this out. And you probably already covered this because uh you know, I just barely jumped in the live stream. Um I was busy doing some things, but uh so the whole Tucker thing and uh tell me if you agree, but I think he got set up, man. He got set up by McCarthy. Um, so two things, two things that Republicans and Democrats agree on that they don't like Tucker. And the two things were January sixth and um, anti-war. You know that, like the whole Ukraine-Russian war, right? And so they were trying to find ways to try to silence this guy on both sides of the spectrum. I don't know if you saw his most recent video that Tucker just put out on his uh, Twitter account, but he was saying that this is pretty much a uni party. Like, there's it's pretty much one party, Democrat and Republican. They're working together. And so, and we always talked about McCarthy kind of being that rhino, but, like, we gave him a chance, and, yeah, he was doing some good things. But I think he undercover, he okay, gave the J6, Tapes to Tucker, knowing that Tucker was going to put it out there because he told him, Hey man, I got some, I got some good footage, and that was probably the, uh, you know, because
15: <clears throat>
18: that was probably the thing that, that that took it over the edge, I think. And if you think about it, why didn't McCarthy get a lot of heat for given for leaking the tapes? It was mainly Tucker, like he's just a messenger, you know what I mean? Like, and that's mostly what he, he's done. He's just all he did was just report the news in honesty, but yet they're calling him the most dangerous guy. Like who does that? Even I mean, you heard it from both sides of the aisle. Republican rhinos are saying, "Yeah, we need to get rid of him. He's he's being very dangerous with dangerous with his rhetoric, this and that, you know." And then and then also the Democrats, of course. But it was it was a plan too, man. They 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 planned it all out. Told them, "All right, yeah, give them those those tapes." Have him release it, and then you know that'll be our way of picking him up there. And so, uh, yeah, man, there you go. Tucker's uh, finally out, and I think he, you know, this is a good thing for him, anyways, because he, he could do whatever he wants, and he'll still succeed, whether it's podcast, radio, or far as his own. Uh, jump on another
0: news network. But yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. What do you think, bro? Um, I think. That um, the more likely situation is what happened um, with uh the big boss uh Murdoch. That's probably what happened. I don't know about all the J six and all that. I don't think that was really the thing that got him over the edge because you would still keep Tucker because he's such a big draw to your network. I don't think that really had an impact on it. I think it was more about Rupert Murdoch and his uh, ex fiance. That's my opinion.
18: I mean, yeah, but like, because you got to remember, like a lot of the the rhinos were mad at him for the J six reporting they were like you know he shouldn't be saying all that like there were i forgot i think it was mcconnell that came out and was like chastising him for for releasing for doing a report on it it was like and and i think i think that helped i'm not saying that was probably the main thing that contributed but like that also helped along with his anti you know uh, ukraine rhetoric which you know is is obvious man like how, how did we all of a sudden become the anti-war, you know, or or at least the Republican side, and now all of a sudden, you know what I mean, like, like, it it just doesn't make sense, man. Uh, I I just think he got set up, but I think they're trying to use these little excuses as scapegoats, like one of them was oh, he was being too religious, like come on, man, I was watching Dan Bongino this morning, and he's like, "I I always talk about Jesus Christ, I always talk about praying and this and that, like they never said a single word about, you know, uh, being too religious. Like, and he's, he's been doing that for 10 years or whatever. And so that, that's kind of debunked. Like they can't say anything about that, you know, argument, but I don't know, man. I, I think, I think they, they work together, the Republican rhinos along with the Democrats and they just uh, go, you know, the platform wherever they want. And, and like the other caller said, you know they did the same thing with Don Lemon because he speaks his mind. I mean, you, you clearly saw the tape where he's like telling his producers or whoever's talking in his ear, he's like, "Hold on, I I can't even I can't even hear what you're saying because you're talking in my ear," like, and so that that kind of you know broke the straw as well. Like they're they like, "All right, we can't control this guy, so we got to get rid of him," and I think that's what it comes down to. Man, Republicans are trying to control the narrative, and 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 same with the Democrats. And then you got these journalists that are trying to report honest news, or at least what they think is honest. And they're like, "Yeah, but we can't control them, so we got to get rid of them somehow." And I think, and I don't know, man. All I'm saying is McCarthy's kind of, kind of sus. You know what I mean? So we got to keep an eye on them. Uh, I think we still should have voted for the other, uh, the other guy that was, that was up in the nominee. But yeah, that's my thought hey man keep up the good work and uh call you later bro
0: thank you for the call man appreciate you all right bye all right out to the caller thank you guys for being here you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets if you like what you're hearing so far please give the video a thumbs up like the video share the video do all of that good stuff that'll help me out tremendously but yeah i don't think tucker I think really it was Rupert Murdoch that got upset because the ex-fiance liked him. That's what I think because the whole J Six thing that wasn't enough to get him fired. Not Tucker, not for not from Fox. Now, if he was somewhere else at a different network, yeah, but not not Fox. All right, let's go four four three. You don't lie. Who must speak to?
3: Hey, ABL, this is your friend Elle from Baltimore. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, All righty, what's going on?
3: so I just wanted to talk about uh, Biden's May 1st rule for uh, new homeowners yes yeah so I'm a young person wanting to move out on my own venture out into this beautiful world or whatever and I've been waiting patiently to get a decent paying job which I do have now so I can move out on my own and now I just feel like my hopes are dashed I took about four to five years out of College and during college to get my credit score in the high 700s, and now I'm seeing Kiki and Lele down the street with a negative zero credit score, going out and be being able to buy a house where I can't, and it's just like not it's so unfair. My parents told me all my life, you know, get a good job, get good grades, blah blah blah. Um, make sure you you save enough money and make sure you build up your credit, so. When I do go move out on my own, then I can get a decent place. So I don't know what Biden, what goes through his head. Maybe it's air, maybe it's nothing, but there's nothing in that man's head. And I just refuse to believe that people actually voted for him. How could you vote for a guy that clearly doesn't have your best interests?
0: Right. Yeah. People don't really think about stuff like that too, too much. When they really should, because you know elections matter. They have consequences. A lot of policies like this come about and hit your pocketbook. People are like, "Well, what happened?" Well, the, mm-hmm. the election it mattered.
3: Right, right. It is. It's like, hey, you, you're voting in these policies. You don't think they affect you? That's why you voted in the first place. And like my parents, they're Bi- uh, Biden fans, and they act in denial when I tell them about Biden's stunts, but they want to still blame Trump. And I'm like, well, Trump is not in office anymore and he did not pass these policies through. That's hurting us. That's right. But, oh, well. Um, And then the thing about, there's people saying, well, everybody should deserve to have a a home. That's great. You know, it's nice to say on paper, but you can still have a, a home, but it doesn't have to be a house. And that that may sound mean to other people, but if you think about it, not everybody should have a house if they're not willing to uh you know pay uh property taxes and um mortgage payments and the upkeep and the maintenance and I myself i once I started looking looking into that that made me think twice, hey, you know if I take on this responsibility, it's going to be all on me you know I'm living in a house now in even though I don't own a house, it's, it's like, oh, my God, this is so much work.
10: Right. Um, yeah.
3: You know, exactly. everybody should have a roof over their head, but not every single person should be able to have that because that would just cause problems.
0: I mean, the truth um, is that even if people are able to get into these homes that don't have a lot of money, they're going to end up losing it sooner than later. And, and that's going to cause another problem. It's going to be like the 2008 subprime workers crisis. And then we see all these banks fail. we'll have more of that. So it's like the, the policies don't make any sense. Even if it's all about trying to help people, all this and that, it doesn't make sense for the entire country because it's going to cause us many more problems than the minor issues they may try to solve.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing is I was fortunate to have skipped the 2008 crisis, but now since I'm coming into my own, I don't think I'll be able to skip this one. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, FJD.
19: Um,
3: do you have any ideas where a young conservative like me should move to? I'm like, I'm thinking of, uh, Virginia or maybe even Texas, but I think Texas may be too far from you right now.
0: I mean, um, Virginia is better than Maryland. I would say that for sure. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, you can go like North Carolina, South Carolina, that's, that's actually pretty good. It's not too far from you, I don't think. You can go straight down 95, hit North Carolina. That's probably a good place to be. Uh, much better than Maryland. Virginia, it can be kind of weird. Like northern Virginia, I don't recommend there. That's very you might, as well, you might as well live in D.C. at that point. I would say like southern Virginia, like Richmond area mm-hmm. maybe, or down North Carolina. Or if you want to go a little bit further, Georgia, of course, Florida. But Florida's getting kind of packed. Texas, like you said, is kind of far, but it's a good place to go too. Um, somewhere that's not in a blue dominated area
3: okay okay yeah because I'm, I'm actually originally from uh New York and uh New yorkers we have like this idea like the south is like really country and' it's, it's silly so oh, yeah. I think I gotta like dip my toe just a little bit I can't go too deep south just yet but um as I'm like learning more and more about politics I'm I'm starting to understand, like, hey, the places that I think are a quote-unquote country would be better for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of y'all down North Carolina. That's where y'all go. Like, New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> like, half of my class, when I was in Virginia, half of my class was from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Like, that's that's where they're from, New York, in, in Virginia. So, in Southern Virginia. So, yeah, don't, don't be afraid. And then, really, a lot of your grandparents and everything came from the South, too. You're, you're just going back.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're migrating.
0: <laughs> there, there you go.
3: Regulating that, yeah. Um, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about, because I know we're kind of running out of time, uh, COVID-19, uh, that was dumb. I remember people were uh, talking about, oh, you know, um, the flu took a break. Viruses mm-hmm. don't take a break, because I've, I've had it my, myself where I would have, like, two infections. Other people have two infections. It will be two completely different diseases. It, it just doesn't make sense. They don't take a break. They just don't go away. There's going to always be here. Maybe one virus or strain would uh, be more dominant than the other, but that doesn't mean the other disease just disappears.
0: Right. Yeah, that's just, it was really silly for them to say that, but people that don't think at all, like you, you, you're thinking about that. You, you, you put thought behind that and you you know, thought about it for a minute and you came to the conclusion, but a lot of people don't think. They just take whatever the government gives them. But yeah, that, that whole explanation was just silly from the beginning.
3: Yeah, and it, it made me also think about um like uh those uh, untouched tribes, like in, uh I'm just going to make it up, like Pop, Papua or New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I were to go over there, I would get sick from them because they have, they're such an isolated community that they've been dealing with things for as long as they live, whereas I haven't been exposed. So I would get sick or, um, their sanitation may be way different than our sanitation. So I would get, or they would get sick from things that I wouldn't get sick by. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then people, they didn't care about, you know, grandma and grandpa before COVID with their booty hands. They didn't like there was no compassion then. So what makes it different now is just a way to. Have people feel better about themselves because they feel like they're doing something, but you can't. It's something that you that's always been here. It's just in a different name or a different form.
0: Right on. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And then my last point um, I was always like a very curious child. So I, was, I didn't have to be pushed to um, learn different things. So my favorite book when I was growing up, surprisingly, was Net- National Geographic. I know they had the kids version, but I like reading the adult version.
0: Right on. And
3: I was reading that in, I think, around fifth and sixth grade. Um, I, I really liked reading the pictures and the articles because they – helped me travel to places that I couldn't go at the time. And I, I'm a, I love traveling. So I enjoyed reading those. And then in third grade, I was reading on the sixth grade level. And most of my teacher, teachers were white, and they encouraged me. So I don't remember where the racism was. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking under my couch cushions. I looked in the garbage can. I checked behind my ear. I don't, like, nobody said, oh, well, you're, you're, you're just a, a Black girl. You're not going to be successful or blah,
0: blah, blah, or, you know, my, yeah, exactly. my
3: parents always.
0: Push, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people parents, just, <laughs> they, 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 they say things like that. I'm sorry. I cut you off, but they, they say things like that because a lot of times it's just trying to figure out a reason why they are not where they would really want to be in their lives. But I'm sorry. I got to cut you right here. I got, I'm trying to get one more call or wrap yeah. it up I'm at All the right. very end of my show.
3: Mm-hmm. Thanks again.
0: Thanks Love the, you. Show. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Shout out to her. Great call. Okay. I'm gonna try to get one last call here. 404, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to?
19: Hello. Hey, Anthony, how you doing?
0: I'm all right. How are you?
19: I'm good, Anthony. I spoke to you in a month of Sundays, Anthony.
0: Yeah, I know that's right. Where you been? You been locked up?
19: Yes, Anthony, how you know?
0: Hey, I, I I pretty much know the pattern at this point.
19: I've been locked up in Georgia State Penitentiary, Anthony. Uh. But I'm out now, Anthony. I am out and I am free, Anthony. How you been?
0: Everything's all good. Can't complain. I
19: have been trying to get caught up in all this craziness going on out here, Anthony.
0: Yeah, there's a whole lot going on, huh?
19: Yes, it is. And it is all good. Anthony, we is winning the trend, the LGBTQ, ABCD, community is doing the work. Anthony, we are doing the work. Anthony,
0: what work is that?
19: We winning, Anthony. We is winning races. We is, we is swimming faster than anybody, Anthony. We is making it happen, Anthony. Don't you see us winning? My sister Leah, after winning races, we going to be in the Olympics, Anthony. You
0: talking about that big six foot five male that's swimming against biological females? You talking about that person? She is
19: a woman, Anthony. It's a woman. She is all woman, Anthony. Now, nah,
0: not a woman. She still got the, um, the, the pee-pee going on
19: whatever anthony i don't care you can talk about her all you want anthony we is winning even in your state tennessee we is winning anthony we got the tennessee three anthony
0: oh you talking about the um the guy that had the, the fake uh black preacher from 1965 accent going on at age 28 you're talking about him
19: Yes, Anthony, and I will go to his church and I will put all my money in the collection plate, Anthony. I bet you would. We we is doing the work.
0: I I bet you would.
19: You you know I would, Anthony. I am just so happy, Anthony. Because we is going to be accepted in the community, Anthony. I
0: don't know about that. You got a long way to go to get accepted into the community, huh?
19: You wanna shut me in your community, Anthony?
0: I, I think I'm good, you can stay down there and just be hanging out in Georgia, I'm good up here.
19: That's right, cause we run Atlanta, Anthony. MAGA, making Atlanta great again, Anthony, and you <laughs> know it, boo.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, okay, sure.
19: And why you ain't put your MAGA hat back on, Anthony? I miss your MAGA hat, Anthony. I,
0: I got my own merch.
19: Well, that's good too. I'm gonna buy a box from your merch. You know, I still wear I wear your merch every once in a while, Anthony. Sometimes I wear it to Bulldogs down in downtown Atlanta, <laughs> Anthony. I, I bet you do. I'm gonna get you some fans down there because we want you to blow up, Anthony. I,
0: I think I'm good. I think I got a nice little audience. You know, I don't I don't really need that particular. You know what I mean? I, I think, but thank you anyway. I appreciate it. You know, Anthony, because
19: you know. I don't agree with everything, Anthony, but you know, son, you my favorite YouTuber, Anthony. You know, I'm always going to call and support your Stoker. You is my favorite, Anthony, but like Joe Biden said, he loves what we are doing because we're going to bring everything together, Anthony.
0: Well, that's, that's good to hear. Very good to hear.
19: And you tell that little girl, Riley Gaines. You know that one that they we we caught up in uh somewhere in California, Anthony. We had her scared, Anthony.
0: Yeah, you talking about Riley Gaines, Y'all um had her surrounded, like just leave her alone. Different opinion, like why y'all trying to press up on her mm-hmm. like that?
19: Mm mm-hmm. mm, mm-hmm, Anthony. She want to speak against the community, Anthony. She cannot go against the LGBTQABCD EFG A B, C, D, E I. You at all the times by community, Anthony.
0: See, that's that's why you be going to jail, stuff like that.
19: That's right, Anthony, and I love every minute of jail, and I think I'm going to go back. I might not talk to you for the next two, three months, Anthony. I, I bet. I bet. Fulton County
0: lockup is the best. <laughs>
19: uh,
0: all right. Well, you you enjoy the, the penitentiary or, or the jail.
19: Whatever, Anthony. But what you think going to happen with your man, Donald Trump? Is he going to be able to be president, or is he going to be beat by that man, DeSantis?
0: It's going to be a close uh, race. I think that Trump might get the nomination because other polls are in his direction. So we'll, we'll see how it goes come um, primary time.
19: You think he's going to be president again Anthony?
0: It's definitely possible. We're we going to see.
19: If he becomes president, you're going to save me Anthony? me?
0: I can't, I can't do nothing for you, boss. You're on your own.
19: Excuse me, I'm not no boss, Anthony. I am a woman, Anthony. You, you a
0: full grown man. You take care of yourself.
19: Excuse me.
0: <laughs> you, you heard exactly Whatever. what
19: I said. <laughs> Whatever, Anthony. But I just wanted to call because I know I ain't spoke to you and I saw you on YouTube and I said I had to call Anthony to see how he was doing because you know I cannot be gone too long for my Aunt Tony. okay, Anthony?
0: All right. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate you.
19: And Anthony, what happened to my friend Nippy? What is he okay, Anthony? I don't know. I'm going to have to go find him. But I tell you one thing, Anthony. I do want you to know, Anthony. What's up? If you ever see that kid man Kevin from Kevin's corner, you tell him I miss him, Anthony. I ain't seen him in so long, Anthony. I let him know. Okay, Anthony. I'll talk with you next time, Anthony. Bye,
0: Anthony. All righty. Have a good have a yeah. <laughs> That will be a wrap. Shout out to the last caller. I've not figured out who that is. That's like a long-time uh, troll caller. I don't know who that is, though. That's somebody that I know, but I don't know who it is. Um, so that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So I'll be back live again on Saturday, of course. Same bat time, same bad place. 8 p.m. Eastern to right around right now. 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether they be Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, etc. Link for that will be in the description. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. So that's a wrap for that. Uh, thank you to all you guys for being here. You guys are the best. Shout out to everybody for watching, retweeting, super chat, and whatever you're doing. Thank you for that. Shout out to the mods for keeping the trolls in check. I appreciate you guys for doing what you do. I got a few super chats here. Then I wrap it on up, put the bow clean on top. All righty. So let me see. Thank you to Nick Coriero who says, hello, my dear friend. With a deer emoji. There was a Trump rally in Minneapolis in 2019. And I went to had a personal running with Antifa. Watching on TV I always thought they overhyped Antifa, but my God, they were 100 times more insane than in person. Oh, I bet. I bet they are. They're crazy. Thank you to Lancelot for being the ABL supporter, 27 months. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Cool 23 who says, have you seen the preview for the, yet for the movie The Blackening? <laughs> the Blackening, huh? That sounds inappropriate anyway. Looks like it could have be, been funny if there wasn't a bunch of anti-white rhetoric. I have not seen that. I'm going to check it out blackening. I feel like I'm gonna see something I shouldn't be seeing when I Google that. <laughs> like, what? What are we talking about? Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, thank you to Boomhauer who says thanks for the red pill ABL. I had no idea. Hey man, It's, it's my pleasure. Glad I could do that for you, boss. Thank you to Kane King, King who says, "But ain't on that book." I I got you, boss. Hey, I'm 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 on it. Thank you for the the reminder. Thank you to Triad716 who says, I've been following you since you first appeared on Tatum, maybe three or so years now. And I wanted to say you are a genuine person and a patriot 100%. Thank you for that, boss. I appreciate you. Um, That'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.